You're listening to Video Monsters, a weekly podcast. Uh, well, uh, mostly weekly. Sometimes more, sometimes less. <sighs> All right, fine. A mostly weekly podcast of Creatures Talking Features with your hosts, Nathan Simmons and Eric Harris. Video Monsters is brought to you by the Chattanooga Film Festival and Central Cinema in Knoxville, Tennessee. Follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or online at chatfilmfest.org and centralcinema865.com. And links for each of these can also be found on our pages, so be sure to follow us at Video Monster Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. Hello and welcome to episode 388 of Video Monsters. I'm Nathan. I'm Eric. Dan. And tonight, we're here to keep the Saturn in Saturnalia as we do our winter theme popcorn punch-out video rack attack bracket to figure out uh, what themes we're going to be covering for December, January, and February. Wow, Saturn and Saturnalia. That's uh, that's uh, that's a, not, a, not what I expected at all from you. <laughs> no. Well, I had That's a little highbrow for this podcast, my friend. <laughs> I had other mm. things that I was going to talk about, but I was like, ah, those feel a little bit too like specifically Christmassy. And if we do actually end up doing a uh, a Christmas special or a Christmas spectacular, um, you know, I, I might need to hold on to those for that. So, mm. yeah, went with just the general winter holiday season, you know. Yeah, it's a good start, Nathan. I'm proud of you. I feel like there, I feel like we're witnessing some growth. <laughs> here instead of like some kind of really terrible pun it's like a it's like a, a medium terrible pun you you make it sound like all that i do is speak in puns and that all of my picks are just utter trash and um you're not wrong but that that's not all that it is you know it's it's like my love of trash cinema it's not that i don't appreciate good cinema it's people already know that good movies are good you know, like great movies. You don't have to tell people, hey, you should go watch Jaws. It's a really great movie. It's like, what? Well, yeah, obviously. But, hey. Duh. That's definitely the point you should make before we discuss Parasite next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't need us to tell you this is a great movie. Exactly. But when it's like, hey. Let's tell you for two and a half hours. <laughs> exactly. But when it's like, hey, you, maybe you should watch Cruel Jaws and here's why. You know, sometimes people uh, need that encouragement. That, <laughs> that, that trash that piece. <laughs> it, is, it is a trash piece. Like, have you ever wanted to it. watch Jaws 1, 2, 3, and 4, but only do it in about an hour and a half? <laughs> You're in I mean, that's, that's the ideal way. Yeah, yeah, that's the ideal way to watch any of those sequels, right? Well, I mean, Jaws 2, I guess, is, is solid. With maybe like a dash uh, of Mac. I enjoy them all in. and we'll defend them all. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually not seen uh, most of them all the way through. So, well, if the sequel's theme makes it to the end, then maybe you'll have a reason to. There is a uh, a pretty killer shirt on sale right now uh, at Fright Rags, I believe. That's uh, it says "Underwater Film Crew for Jaws: The Revenge." Um, oh, that's nice. what I haven't seen, but I'm like, I'm kind of tempted to buy that one anyway because it sounds pretty <laughs> awesome. Like, that's just such a great shirt. I want to be part of the underwater film crew for uh, zombie. Oh, I thought you were gonna say. Oh, I would absolutely. That's the last underwater film crew I want to be a part of. Uh, I didn't uh, say underwater acting crew. I don't want to be the one punching the shark. I just want I mean, to be the one filming a zombie there. punching a shark. Yeah, 
I mean, at least for Jaws the Revenger in the Caribbean. So. <laughs> I yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah, it's not, mm. that's a, that was the whole reason Michael Caine. Uh, is that the one Michael Caine's in, right? Yes. Yeah, that's that's that great like bit that he has where he's like, I've never seen Jaws the Revenge, but I have seen the house it paid for. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, amazing so So, yeah tonight uh we're doing our winter theme popcorn punch out where we're figuring out what themes we're going to be discussing and uh if you've listened to any of our popcorn punch outs you know how this generally goes we use a random bracket uh of 16 um 16 options in this case themes rather than specific movies out of a possible 20 and the first thing that we do is go through and pick which themes we each want to add into our skull of decisions um to 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 make up that list of possible 20 from which those 16 will be drawn and then you know it's just a standard bracket but rather than any sort of uh the organization of how the winner of this one goes up against the winner of that one no all, all that shit's thrown out the window it is yeah no seating in this <laughs> not <laughs> at all <laughs> there's a lot of seething when the ones that we want to win lose um Correct, yes. but not so much seating exactly uh but yeah it's it, it's all random so it is just uh just pulling two at random and arguing about which one we want to advance we also have something called our chaos cards which if a uh, if a theme in this instance uh gets knocked out before we want it to we can advance it into the chaos bracket or into the next round if we have more than one there's a few other little minor rules here and there, but um, it's most of it doesn't really matter. It's just bullshit that we need on the back end to keep us organized. None of it actually matters uh, for, for the listening audience as much. Uh, all you really need to know is a random bracket, but we're also able to revive some picks that get lost early on. Uh, so, yeah. So let's go ahead and start diving into this because there's a whole lot that we need to discuss and I have a feeling some of these might get a little contentious because we have a lot of really nah. great themes. Nah, we'll be all right. Sure. I'm, just, I'm so upset though. I can't. I haven't been able to find my chaos card with Jeff Goldblum on it. Uh, <laughs> and this is the perfect, the perfect episode to have it. Um, I really wish that I, I really wish I had them. Yeah. <laughs> Good well, old Ian Malcolm, our chaotician. <laughs> just, just find a gif of it. There's, there's going to be some of those uh, surely floating around Discord. All right. Uh, so yeah, we start with the top five audience picks that uh, that were picked from the audience. I'm good at this in the survey that we sent out. So the the top five audience uh, in no particular no particular order are foreign horror, top 100 women directed films, movies with great soundtracks. Jeff Goldblum and Revenge. So those five picks are already in the skull of decisions. And once again, uh, I fell behind on my duties and did not prepare any trivia. Dan, Eric, did either of you prep any trivia to uh, to get us started tonight? Oh God, no, uh, no, no, I did not. Uh, it's great, so good that we do this. <laughs> all, right, all right, here we'll. We'll do this then. Uh, let me pull this back up. This will be the closest thing. Um, all right. So we, we'll just go. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, I'll just ask one one question, and whoever gets closest will win. If okay. both of you are more than, I'll say more than ten days uh, wrong 
then then we'll count that as as a stump and and I'll win. Oh, all right, interesting. What date does Saturnalia start on? Mm. December twelfth. I'm gonna say November twenty ninth. Dan is so much closer. Starts on December seventeenth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, well. I have no idea. So since you were way off, uh, the Dan, you get to decide if you want to pick uh, first, second, or last as we're going through and picking our themes. Last. And uh, since, Eric, you were way off, uh, I will pick second, which means... No, sorry. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's right. Second. Yeah, so and Eric, I'll pick first. You get to pick first. So, okay. again, the audience picks foreign horror... Uh, top 100 women directed films movies with great soundtracks jeff goldblum and revenge so what is your first pick i am going to go with sydney lumet which was so close to being in the top five it really was there were a lot that were close to being in the top five we had a, a lot of really good responses uh, on, on this most recent This survey. was Yeah, this was the, the biggest response we've had to any of our audience surveys. It was constant rotation of some of these movies going in and out. <laughs> yep. Um, I am going to go with one that I suggested a while ago, and so it only makes sense for it to be the first one that I pick. Uh, I'm going with uh, Don Bluth. Yep, I knew that. Yeah. I knew it. I mean, there's there's other that's not actually the number one in my list, but it's the first one that I'm picking. All right, all right. Me, my first one is one bad day. One bad day. All right, Eric. What is your second pick? Uh, well, this will probably come as no surprise since I uh, swore to pick it on this one. Uh, I'm going with boat movies. Of course, I swear you to are. pick it on the last, uh, the last punch out that we did with themes. Yeah, I, I didn't even put that in my list of ones that I might pick because I knew, uh, yeah. I knew that you were going to pick it. Yeah, yeah. Um, God, there's so many that I want, and I can remove that one because he already got picked. Uh yeah. There, there are so many that I want. Um. I think that next I'm going to go with Universal Knockoffs. Was this one of your nope things or was that Dan's? Nope, right? my- okay, that's what I thought. All right. I'm going to go with New York Sleaze. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, I was going back and forth between those two, so uh, th- th- that helps that you picked the one <laughs> that I did not. All right, Eric, well, question I, number three. I guess since we're we're picking each other's uh, stuff right now, I'm going with disaster movies. All right, um, which I believe is one of yours, Nathan. No, that is also Dan's. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. Just kidding. Well, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it needs to to get more Roland Emmerich in there. Uh, I'm not going to complain about. Well, I just seem like such a ellipses except Roland Emmerich. So, (laughs) (laughs) deleted that one, right, Nathan? (laughs) That was not how it was written. So, (laughs) 
All right. So it's just going to draft only Roland Emmerich movies if that one comes up. <laughs> I I will keep in mind ones that we have covered recently. I wouldn't pick only Emmerich movies. But there are a few Emmerich movies that we did not have a chance to discuss. Um all right. Um how many picks do I have left? We we have We are we have three. Got three. Yeah, three. you guys have three. I've got two. Three picks left and we've already got some of those um i think that i'm gonna go with black and white movies after black and white was out of fashion so this could either be movies that you know like it came out in the last 15 20 30 years that are black and white or (laughs) specifically black and white versions of movies so like the mist or um or mad max Mm-hmm. I okay, would, we could do Parasite again. The Parasite. I would argue. Oh, that's right. There is a black and white cut of that, isn't there? I yeah. would argue the Wolfman, um, the one with Benicio del Toro. But there was never an official black and white version. It's just infinitely better. Better if you uh, uh, turn off the color yourself. But <laughs> yeah. All right. So black and white. Uh, and I'm going with Nocturnal Odyssey. Ooh, that's one of mine. Mm-hmm. Sweet. And I'm trying to remember. Odyssey has one D. Okay. Oh, this is tough. Um, I'm. Do the right thing, Eric. I really want to do whodunits. That is not the right thing. Well, that's. that's I got another one. I got another chance to do the right thing. I mean, it's, it's not. It's not a bad thing um all right so eric that was your fourth one you have one more pick yeah I got dan one and i each have two i know what my last one will be if one of you guys don't pick it there they're just there's so many that i want to cover yeah but I have a feeling that neither of you are going to pick this one. So I'm going to go with Siege movies. Oh, you would have been wrong. Oh, you (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm feeling a strong 70s vibe tonight. That's kind of what I'm feeling. So uh, my next pick is Roy Scheider. Ooh, I was really not expecting Roy Scheider to make the cut here. That is very exciting. (laughs) I'm not upset about that. That is one of mine. Okay, so for my final pick, I'm going with something. I want to go with something that I think is very different from everything else that's on here. It's tough because I really want to pick Kurosawa, but I'm not <laughs> going to because I'm going to go with parodies. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you are welcome, my friend. See, this is this is good. We're getting off to a good start here, guys. This is going to be great. All no right. bad times. I okay, okay, so with my last pick, I'm a little torn because there's a very obvious one that at least obvious for me, um that it, it would work regardless of which month it's in. Because you know, that's one of the things that I'm thinking about when I'm going through and making these picks is not just which themes do I want to cover, but also which of them would actually work with winter themes. 
So, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, like especially, Dan, a lot of the ones that you've put in so far of just like that, that cold, dark, very alone 70s grimy that feels so alone mm-hmm. and wintry mm-hmm. that like all of those like, yeah, these these are great. So, like, I don't really want something that's too bright and warm and sunny um, <laughs> just because for me, I, I feel like that works better for spring or, or summer. Mm-hmm. So there's one that would work really, really well. But then there's one that uh, I would want for a few very specific reasons. Mm. And then there's one that I just, <laughs> I, I, I feel like it would be a lot of fun. And it is related to uh, a theme that I put on, I think, in the last theme punch out. But I did not add this one. And it's slightly different. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, there was. I'm pretty sure there's actually one uh, thing that I noticed that was on here that I think was actually in our last punch out, and now I don't remember which one it is. No, there there are a few that are close. Like <clears throat> I, I had. Um, uh, what did I have last time? I had. Uh, I, had I think Verhoeven. it was one of your picks, Nathan. Well, I, I, I had Verhoeven and uh, Peter Weller, and so <laughs> then we also have a lot of tall, skinny dudes like with. Um, Jeff Goldblum and David Bowie. Roy Scheider. Oh God! All right, Dan, give me a number eleven or twelve. Twelve. All right, we're going with David Bowie. Oh, whoa! Okay. Well, that's weird because I had David Bowie listed as my eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll make me happy and you'll pick number eleven. Please, 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 please. I, I don't think I, I don't think I'm gonna because I'm, I'm gonna kind of go off my script here a little bit that what I was going to do just because I don't know he doesn't fit in with my picks as well. But if if I'm leaning heavy into my seventies influence, I might as well go with the patron state of the seventies, Martin Scorsese. Yes. Oh, thank you. If I couldn't get Kurosawa on here, then. Better if I can get some Scorsese in here. I All was right. really, really hoping, Dan, that you would go with sequels. That's that's what I was going back and forth between. Sequels for for my last no, pick. Sequels was my number twelve. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's funny. The, the three that I was going back and forth on on my final pick uh, was sequels, David Bowie, and Holiday Horror. <laughs> But we, we've already got enough horror represented in here with uh, the Universal Horror yeah. knockoffs. Uh, Siege movies mm-hmm. can be horror related. Uh, For sure. Bowie is in at least one very specific horror movie. Disaster movies are quasi horror. So there's, yeah, we there's got, enough. We got one Bad Day can definitely. Don Bluth movies, obviously. Childhood. Yeah. yeah, that's kinder drama. <laughs> definitely. I, I also, I have to, I'm going to go ahead and air this grievance now so that way I can get it off my chest, but it's so funny to me how broad some of these topics are, like just sequels. Because at one point, I my initial uh, women directed option was I want to do the top two hundred and fifty women directed movies of all time on Letterboxd. and Nathan was like, mm, I don't know, I think that might be too broad, too many options to choose from. Also, I'm going to put all foreign horror movies ever made on here, <laughs> all sequels ever made. We're going to just throw those in there. Those aren't too broad. Look, here here was the thing with that. It was because it was because you had like a specific list already. So, you know, like to do foreign horror, 
that's because it's so broad like we can get a really good mix of like okay do we want to go with more psychological horror do we want to go with uh, a lot more body horror do we want to have different countries specifically represented do we want to so like there's a lot of different ways that that one could go when it's the top some might say too many ways it could it very easily could go too many ways but when it's already limited to these very specific 100 films if it's all right let's do these very specific 200 films then it's it's just going to be like ah all right look with with these 200 we probably already know most of the ones that would end up in there anyways so why don't we just keep the top 100 and that way the uh the survey of 30 you know it's it's a third of those options and then later we can do 101 to 200 so it wasn't a let's not have those represented it was by having the top 100 in this theme punch out then in uh you know like next theme you could put 100 to 200 and technically it's different oh well i didn't do that i uh I just picked a different list entirely, so it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I'm not mad. But are you disappointed? No, I'm not even disappointed. Everything's fine. This uh, this other list is great, too. So, no regrets. Hashtag no regrets. All right, fellas. This is it. We about to do this? Well, uh, first, <laughs> I have to do the thing where I actually get these into the, uh, in, into the little plastic skulls or are you are you have you been doing that well, that's what i'm working on right now so the okay, two okay. of you so we're still we're still stalling for time yeah the, the two of you are still stalling for time uh why don't i already gave a little bit of what some of my thinking was with the general themes that i not only added to the survey but also went with tonight in terms of what feels appropriately wintry rather than just <laughs> what i want to discuss because i want to discuss all of them um, but like there were a few in here and there might've even been some that I added, um, like Van Damme. I, I love Van Damme movies. That would have been so much fun, but mm-hmm. those feel more like summer movies, uh, mostly because he's usually very sweaty, but also because, you know, like <laughs> and, and, uh, always in a tank. Huh? <laughs> true. True. Yeah. And also those just feel, you know, like mindless summer blockbuster Saturday action movie. And so it didn't quite feel like uh, like very wintry uh, style stuff for me. So you know that's that's one of the reasons that uh, that I did not go with Van Damme. So what were some of y'all's uh, thinking? And, and again, don't give away too much if you want to save some of the mystery for the votes. But what is your general approach going into this? Yeah, I mean, mine was similar. I um I basically just went with. I went with like movies that are kind of cozy to me. Like Who Done It seemed like such a perfect wintry, like sit down with a blanket on and just enjoy a great mystery. Things that like the winter in my mind, because it gets darker earlier and you're spending a lot more time indoors. For me, that's kind of like the perfect time to watch like longer movies or epic movies or movies that like you really have to pay attention to. It's also generally when I kind of get in my awards bay Oscar season end of year kind of stuff. Um, so I was going, trying to go with stuff that felt that was kind of within that category. Um, and of course, I also uh, needed to choose two different themes in which Titanic could uh, potentially uh, 
be eligible. So, uh, yeah. So even though I put deep ocean in there as an option, uh, one of the reasons that I decided to not add that one, even though deep simber very easily is a stupid name that we could have gone with, uh-huh. uh, deep rising takes place on the surface of the ocean even though the creatures might have come from the deep ocean, so it would not have been eligible as it was a ocean yeah. surface movie. It's definitely eligible under ocean. boat movies, though. Yes, it is. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I knew that. Yeah. I, I feel like boat movies is enticing enough that it could maybe <laughs> go the distance. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> there are some great uh, boat movies. that. Uh, there are so many great boat movies, man. Boat so movies rule. <laughs> I'm so excited about some of this stuff uh yeah dan what about you you well you did you mentioned kind of you're in a 70s mood for me like i yes. I, I i definitely like the thinking there because 70s also is feels so chilly to me mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of good wintry movies um, yeah it was that and if i could think of one movie i really really wanted to talk about in that topic i went with those topics first yeah like mm-hmm. definitely come up with a film that i'd want to talk about from all of these easily but if right. i was like oh this might be the chance to really talk about that film yes so that's yes. that's what colored my my thinking the most is what film might i play should it get, should we end up getting that draft yeah 100 percent um I'm trying to see if there's any other i gotta i want to again pour one out for kurosawa sad that mm. he's not on here but we also have two other director specific mm. options mm. Um, pour one out for one and done, which I think is just kind of a fun theme where it's direct like films from directors who only made one movie, uh-huh. which is just a really you get just like such a crazy variety of different options under that. And mm-hmm. it's just it's, it's always fascinating to see those types of films. Yeah, um, th- that's that's a, a good way to fill the last minute of this. Um, Dan, what were some of the themes that were really close to making it for you? Uh, on honestly, Jean Claude Van Damme was was until the last minute. I'm up my, my number four pick, and I decided to go with Scorsese, who was my seven, because the mm-hmm. six had already been, the fifth and sixth had already been taken. Scorsese um, would be an incredible punch out. Like that's just yeah. all fucking bangers that like yeah. Like talk Which, about nothing and, and but that, selfies choices. Yeah, and that's the thing. What made me choose that one is if we end up doing that one, that one is going to be tumultuous. Uh huh. Yeah, that will be an angry punch out. I Absolutely. Because um, Scorsese is just one of those film directors. I mean, it's it's so wild and varied. Almost everyone I know has one really obscure film from Scorsese that they just fucking love. Mm-hmm. You know, doesn't won't always make sense. You know, somewhere out there, there is someone who's like, yeah, well, you know, who's that knocking out at my door is my favorite <laughs> Scorsese film and we'll fight you. I, um, I'm a ride or die for his religious. I love Last Temptation of Christ and Silence. See, I've never know. seen Silence. And that was another thing that was kind of like, ooh, this might be just to finally see that. But oh, Scors- uh, Last Temptation of Christ was the very first Criterion disc I ever owned. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's so that good. So wild. Yeah. So wild. Um, the only other one that I like really am sad is not an option is NASA. Um, <laughs> cause I just fucking love space movies. I love just like Apollo 13 is one of the, my favorite <laughs> movies ever. Just like 
how much tension you can mine out of people like looking at computer screens and and talking and trying to work out stuff. Um, it, it's such a it feels like such an impossible thing to do for a filmmaker to try and like as exciting as this stuff is, it is ultimately mostly just people in a control room looking at screens and trying to figure like figure out shit with math and science. Um, oh, when it got picked up, I would have been going space camp hard. <laughs> I've never seen space camp, but that would have been. Oh man, I watched space camp so many times as a kid. I wanted to go to space camp in the worst fucking way. Oh, I'm sure. I know that for, for a lot of kids of the eighties, that's uh, yeah. that was a big one. I did go to, I've been to some space shuttle launches in, uh, in Florida. And, uh, I remember walking through the, um, the Kennedy space center and I think they were doing some kind of space camp thing at the time. And I saw mm -hmm. it's there and I was like, this seems like the coolest fucking thing in the entire world. I remember just being fascinated by it because I was in fourth grade and we were all gathered in the, in the gymnasium to watch the Challenger shuttle launch. Oh, wow. And we were all like, is that what is that what's supposed to happen? Jeez, and all yeah. our teams like started panicking all of a sudden. You know, they've got 150 little kids in there and oh, people yeah, are dead. Yeah, watching it. Shit. So, Jeez. I mean, that just began like an absolute fascination with, that, with like the space race for me. Yeah, I, I'm such a huge space nerd. I, anytime I had a chance to write papers in college, um, mm. I, I often did stuff on um, on space. Like I wrote, I wrote multiple papers on the moon landing, mm -hmm. uh, mostly because I get so fucking irritated by people who uh, think that the moon landing didn't happen. Oh. Um, <laughs> because it's just uh, anybody who pays any attention to anything or does uh, the my, like the slightest bit of research, it's just undeniable that it actually happened. You know, uh, one of my favorite viral of all time is Buzz Aldrin punching that guy in the oh face. Oh my god! Denied so that they said the moon landing was fake, and like eighty-year-old Bud Buzz Aldrin just fucking destroyed just him. The most like justified punch in all of history. <laughs> like that guy <laughs> fucking deserved every ounce of that eighty-year-old badass's fist in his face. I mean. So uh, you, you know what would be fun at some point uh, if for one of our theme punch outs, every single one of the themes was within one larger theme. So like space is the theme of the season. And then all 30 options that we put out in the survey are all space movies. So like space documentaries, uh, space yeah. horror, um, you know, invaders from another planet. um uh, movies based that's off real history. That's that could be. I like that a lot, actually. Yeah, or like you yeah. know, you do foreign horror as the umbrella. Yes. And then you do you know specific countries, yes. specific genres. There you go. Yes, we absolutely need to do that. Uh, yeah. So as far as the ones that I did not, uh, the, the themes that did not make it for me, um, in my list of sixteen that I created, my. <laughs> Only two, no, sorry, only three out of my top ten did not make it in. That was Holiday Horror, uh, Akira Kurosawa, and Deep Ocean. Just because as I was going through this, I was like, Deep Rising wouldn't work. So that's that's what bumped out Deep Ocean. Uh, and then I already mentioned sequels. I really wanted sequels in there, which was super close to the one that I put in last time of sequel tropes, where it was like very specifically... Mm -hmm. 
like uh, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. this goes to space or this goes to New York or <laughs> this goes to an asylum. Like you know, sequels can just be any sequel. Uh, so it's a bit more broad than the last one that I added. Uh, I also had one and done and uh, Van Damme uh, in, in my list of potential 16. So mm. we were all... also based on movies based on plays or movies based on TV shows, which is surprising. Mm. Based on plays almost made it to the top five. It was our it was one of the front runners there until it the was. very last second. <laughs> Thank you for those last minute votes that brought Jeff been Goldblum. Great. We could have gotten some Shakespeare in there. Uh, yeah. But now oh, we have Jeff Goldblum. Here, Mammoth. Uh, Mammoth. All kinds uh, of people. But and instead, Sam Shepard. We have Jeff Goldblum. So, you know. Tracy Litz. Get Bug. The, and uh, like those freaking films. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm also happy going into this because of the 11 that I put on the survey. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight out of my 11 uh, made it into the skull. So I'm a happy, happy going into this. All right. So yeah, I only had five. <laughs> <laughs> and two of them I didn't even pick. Which is pretty funny. Yep. All right. So here we go. Oh, snap. Up first in our themes. That we're going to be discussing. We're arguing about whether or not we're going to discuss. We have one bad day going up against Don Bluth. Ooh, interesting. Ah, okay. So one bad day was a Dan pick, I believe. Yes. yes. Why'd we do one bad day, Dan? Uh, we did one bad day because it's just such a cool way to tell a story. You can just utterly fuck with someone's life in one day. And it's some films I won't diverge now. Just ones that popped into my head that would just be very, very cool to talk about. And I mean, these, these types of films can go any, and, you know, if someone has a bad day, they go from a mild mannered person to a murderer or they, it's just a mm-hmm. one comedy after another, you know, it could be a hard hitting seventies crime flick or something like the goddamn pink Panther almost. Yeah. Can just, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It covers a wide variety of films and it's, it's one of those types of film genres that just exists seemingly every decade. There's always that type of film. So, yeah, it seems like a great, genre, like, great, like kind of subgenre that a lot of directors see as the, as a great challenge. You know, like, oh, how do I make this? How do I make this work where I can, you know, film this over the course of a day, ratchet up that tension, and also make it like totally believable that this this person would go on this very specific journey and like be pushed so much to the edge that they are a completely different person by the end of a single day. Um, I think that it's uh, and, and yeah, like you said, it encompasses so many different like sub genres and stuff that, yeah, I'm excited about that one. There are a lot of directions we could go there. Yeah. One of the things that, uh, that I really like about one bad day is, you know, Dan, like you said, um, 
you can either get the day is going bad and so this is how the person is completely falling apart or the day is going bad and this is how the person really steps up uh, and, and handles the situation. So there's definitely a lot that can be done with that. Uh, I do have a question that might or might not affect mm-hmm. the loading. Um, as you added this one, because this, yeah, this is one of the ones that you added. Um, mm. Does one bad day only include the day or do nighttime movies also count as one bad day nighttime movies could count as one bad day because a, a day is 24 hours well see, so and, and that's what i was curious about is it this one is something bad- that could start at eight in the morning and end at you know midnight or 2 a.m type of thing but it doesn't have to be specifically for nighttime right uh okay yeah that, that was one of the things that i was curious about because uh Uh, Eric also has that with nocturnal odysseys, which is different than one crazy night. You know, nocturnal Mm. odysseys doesn't necessarily have to be all within one night. Uh, I I think that Eric doesn't have to be and it doesn't have to be bad, right? Yeah, it can just be, you know, like an adventure. It could just be, you know, going on a journey. Mm. Um, So there there definitely is a difference between them. But uh, but yeah, like I was thinking, you know, like would blind date count with one bad day (laughs) since it is mostly at night from what i remember uh it's been a while since i've seen that one i would consider that more of a one bad day film than a nocturnal odyssey film right i think but great great film nonetheless it has been <laughs> so long since i've seen blind date uh oh god there, there was another one that i was just thinking that was like man this one would be a great one for one bad day um oh <laughs> now i remember so keeping it within the uh you know the the wintry theme if one bad day makes it to february you can guarantee that groundhog day is making it onto the survey uh <laughs> what it doesn't have I to mean, be it's it's fair. one bad day over so basically thousands of years up to a complete other subgenre of like it's just going to be time loop movies. <laughs> I think time loop movies can count with one bad day because it is the day oh, that's boy. being focused on, not the person. Yep. I uh, I don't know if I agree, but I guess it t- on a technicality. <laughs> sure, why not? So, uh, so yeah, Don Bluth. I put Don Bluth on the survey and uh, subsequently into the skull for for two main reasons. For one, Febble theory. And for yeah, you've been, you've been pushing Feblutheri for a, a while. <laughs> yeah, I have. I mean, come on. Feblutheri. It, it, it just, it speaks for itself. But also, you know, as the two of you recently have been talking about, like, oh, we need more variety in what we talk about. We can't just talk about trash and horror mm-hmm. movies. Brr. Okay, what is more diverse from what we've been covering than, first off, animated films, but also children's films, but then also like very deep, dramatic, emotional, kinder trauma, uh, children's animated films that teach you about life and death and and incredibly difficult hardships. And like I, I've loved a lot of Don Bluth movies growing up, and I still remember how a lot of those made me feel. Like I, I still remember the first time that I saw uh, an American Tale. And the song, you know, there are no cats in America. 
and like it was very hopeful and it was uh you know the, the entire movie started off with this is why immigration is a wonderful thing and this is why you know we're so looking mm. forward to what's going to happen to us in america we're finally going to have a way to be safe from all of these uh, cats trying to eat us and then instantly they get separated and cats fucking try to kill them the entire movie uh-huh. And like I, I didn't really think about uh, all of the implications as a kid because I was a kid, but like that is introducing you to some very dark themes of the way that people experience America is incredibly different based off of where they come from. And you know, uh, for for most people, they're like, well, if you don't like it, go back to your own country. It's like, okay, it's not always that easy, and also. It's just very complicated, and Don Bluth has done some amazing films that um, that I think are really, really deserving of the Video Monsters analysis treatment. I, I think it. He, he, oh, go ahead, bad. I was gonna say the problem I have with it. He has done some amazing films. In order to get a punch out, we're gonna have to throw shit in like Thumbelina, Rocket. <laughs> A troll in Central Park. This what? is something I was going to ask about. A actually, number of films to talk about. I We're would have things in that would never come close to winning. I was just unless they get unless they get a really uh, interesting matchup and like the two of the ones that obviously should make it to the end uh, knock each other out. We might force ourselves. Our, I, I will. So not I would argue where we have to talk about a troll in Central Park. <laughs> here. Here's what I would argue. So Don Bluth started off as an animator for Disney. Mm-hmm. So what if we include the films that he also was an animator on? So that would add in things like uh, Pete's Dragon, The Rescuers, uh, Xanadu. <laughs> yeah. No. If if <laughs> um, if, if, if Don Bluth Hound. if Don Bluth advances. Then obviously, you know, like like the big Bluth films uh, would would be on there. But yeah, then to round out the rest of it, we would extend it. Oh, to Robin be, Hood, Nathan. Yes, he was a character animator for Robin Hood. Yeah, so we would extend it to ones that uh, that he also animated, or ones that like he wrote but didn't uh, animate. So there there could be a little bit of wiggle room uh, in terms of what is eligible. The intention. Well, I think there would have be, to be a lot of wiggle. Room. Okay, there would be a we lot can of get the room. Dragon's Lair video game in there, you know. Which that game, fuck that game forever. <laughs> <laughs> the impossible that game is game. That that game is a quarter eating machine. Like, uh-huh. Oh, you just played for twelve seconds. Now play. Put another quarter in, please. <laughs> well, they, there would be a lot of wiggle room. The intention, obviously, would be getting at like the 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 don bluth films kind of like you know if we did a rankin and bass uh punch out there would be certain movies that would very very specifically uh would 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 be the intention of that theme because then there's other movies they're like wait what they produce that that you know might or might not uh make Mm. it to the end so it'll it'll be it'd be great too because i've seen um one film that he's made as a director (laughs) dude yeah dude. i've seen it is not a movie you would expect it to be either. anastasia no. no it's uh the uh the 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 space one um yeah it's the space one yeah it's titan, oh, titan a. A. yeah that's the only don blue film i have seen which is kind of insane to think about <sighs> i i've maybe seen some of the land before time movie the original one at least if if uh, you if you have a heart and you are not weeping 
by just thinking the land before time no you've not seen it maybe you saw like the 20th okay. sequel where it's just like we're dinosaurs we're in peril how are we in peril we've well, run that out was of why bears. i never watched nope. any of them was because there were so many land before time movies so i was just kind of like uh that's like too much of an investment for me as a child no, like, no just, i'm not gonna watch 12 land before time movies i'm just not gonna watch any of them just watch the first one and weep for the days when you uh, thought that Bambi was a sad movie when Bambi's <laughs> mom got shot. You're like, oh, how quaint. Sure, sure. One deer is dead. I must have just been a sheltered <sighs> child, too. I've never seen Dude. Secret of Nim or All Dogs Go to Heaven or any of that stuff. Like, oh, I, I, I am lucky, apparently. I escaped. You, you, know where all dogs, you know where all dogs don't go in All Dogs Go to Heaven? Hell? Yeah, some dogs go to hell and all dogs go to hell. Yeah, no, I didn't know that. I've seen bits and pieces of some of these movies. All right, Um, I'm I'm ready to vote. Are you all ready to vote? I am. Are we doing this in Uh, the podcast chat? We're doing it in the Popcorn Punch-Out. Popcorn Uh, Punch-Out, my bad. Yes, of course. Popcorn Punch-Out. All right, I am ready. I'm good to go. Let me uh, see. All right, Video Rack Attack. Oh snap! Oh snap! We got a split vote. <laughs> uh, Nathan and I have both okay. voted. Now Dumbo I have Blue. a vendetta. I have a vendetta for this episode. Here's, okay, here's here. Let me let me argue my my point. I think that one bad day is covered in a couple of other themes that we have here. Mm. No other theme is similar to Don Bluth. But I do think that one bad day still has a potential to show up with a couple of these other options yeah. in one way or another. I I love love <laughs> maybe, the fact that maybe you, one bad night, you know. Well, that's that's the thing, Dan. I love that you added one bad day as your first pick. Like as soon as you said that, I was like, all right, sweet, awesome. Love that that was the first one that you put in uh, because I really want to talk about that because it is different than some of the other ones, but that was definitely the deciding factor for me. It wasn't just a <laughs> foregone conclusion. If Bluth had gone up against different options, it would not have been a, well, obviously I'm voting for Don Bluth. Um, it was the fact that One Bad Day can be covered in siege movies and revenge movies yep. and uh, potentially disaster movies and New York Sleaze and Nocturnal Odyssey and Scorsese. Yep. It, was it the can fact be covered in a ton of these, yeah. Yeah. Now, there are specific mm. movies that would not be covered uh, in, in each of those, but... That was ultimately my deciding factor was there's too many of the movies that I would want to put in one bad day that can be covered elsewhere. It it was not a vote against yeah. you, Dan. We love you. Dan. Oh, I know, but it's still vendetta. For me. But he's still coming for <laughs> I'm going straight 70s. There will be a revenge. <laughs> hey, if revenge uh, makes Robert, it, Robert I am totally over here in the that. chat is like, yes, blue. All right, next up, we have <laughs> next up, we have uh, black and white movies after black and white black and white was in fashion going mm. up against boats. Oh. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. Uh, I'm a little nervous about how this Eric, might go. Eric, do you want to talk about boats first or do you want me to talk about black and white first? 
Talk about black and white movies. All right. So here's the thing with black and white movies. Uh, a lot of it started with the fact that we did not cover the mist during our Stephen King series. A lot of it also <laughs> came from the fact that uh, Eric kept giving me so much shit when I was like, dude, just turn the color off. It's the same. I know that it's not, but oh, it's gosh. so much fun to give you shit about it. Also, I, I really like the idea of the black and white movies after black and or, you know, after color movies were a thing because um, b- because they're very intentionally stylized. So, um, you know, like like the lighthouse, the lighthouse would mm-hmm. have been drastically different if it was in color. I don't think that it would have hit the same way if it had been a colorized movie. Right. Yeah. And then yeah, I mean, there's a sorry. Go ahead. go ahead. No, I'm just there are a lot that are like that too, where it's like it's such a it's such an intentional decision, and it's also the kind of thing that a lot of filmmakers, even if they want to do it, they can't. You know, like right. you have to really have a big idea and be able to really sell it for a studio to even finance a movie in black and white at, at this point, which is it, which is really interesting. Like you know, you get the sense that there's a a real true vision and there's a real very specific reason for it um that yeah. they had to sell not only like they had to sell to a studio before they even made it to you you know and that's why i also put uh it can be director's cuts because you know again things like the mist or logan or mad max you know movies that the directors wanted to be a very specific style and a very specific vision and then the studio was like nope we're not going to make money on a black and white movie uh, and and so just, I, I really like the style. I love classic horror movies. Again, we did our entire Universal Monster series. We've done a lot of classic horror, and and it doesn't have to just be black and white horror. You know, there's a lot of other uh, really great movies that that have been uh, subsequently put out in black and white. You know, we, we can also have uh, some of Christopher Nolan's early films on here, and so there's just a lot of yeah. really or like. Good night and good luck. Get a nice journalism film in there. Get Roma in there. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I could like really class the shit up for this black and white. Yeah, no. This there are a ton of movies that can be covered. Uh, also, with it being black and white, I I'm I'm allowing the um th- there can be some color as long as it is predominantly black and white. So Schindler's List. So Schindler's mm. List would count. Mm. Pleasantville Sin would City, not Pleasant. because it's uh, I, I okay I would have to rewatch Pleasantville to see how much of it is black and white like like if it's the only if it's only the last 15 20 minutes that's full color okay I think that would work but from what I remember it's like half the movie or, or at least color starts coming in fairly early uh, so that it doesn't necessarily feel entirely black and white Um yeah, Sin City, I I would definitely count because it is black and white with splashes of color, um, even though I doubt that it would ever make it um, uh, spirit or the spirit. Uh, so, yeah, there, there's just a lot of there, there's a lot of variety that could be covered with this one. So that is why I put in black and white is it classes up the joint uh, and also <laughs> it can also like really trash up the joint with being so black and white. Um so, so yeah, that's True. why I added that. Eric, why did you add Titanic? Yes. I mean, why did you add boats? <laughs> uh, that was a, a Freudian slip there, huh? I don't, you might have done that intentionally. Sure. Yeah, obviously, I am a ride or die for Titanic. I'm dying to get it on here. I am 
like practically throwing myself off of the boat at this point. <laughs> um, but I mean, also boat movies are just so it's another one of those things that like it, it's such a it's a fun, unique challenge for a director to like just make a movie set on a boat, um, you know, putting characters in a confined space um, for pretty much the entire length of a film. There is a lot of variety. There's, you know, horror film. Titanic is the big one, but you can also get things like Master and Commander in there. Um, we could do Triangle, which I know, Nathan, you really love. I Deep Rising. Um, dead, there's, yes, Dead Calm, absolutely. I am still calm. upset that we didn't talk about that during our transportation exploitation. Um, yeah, Robert's over here adding a lot of options in the chat. Uh, he also put in Harpoon, <laughs> which we covered in our Chattanooga Film Festival three Harpoon. years ago. Uh, but it, it, oh God, I, I need to talk Harpoon about Harpoon with rules. Dan. Dan, have you seen Harpoon? You could even. Mm-hmm. Oh, we yes, talk about it. Oh my God. Life of Pi, which I really love. Um, you could even throw in, like, I feel like you could argue for something like Moana. Which is largely on a boat. I would argue for um, Moana. So yeah, I mean, there's there's a, another one of those things where there's a ton of variety, so many different types of movies that would fit into that, and I would just love to see what we can get uh, in addition to Titanic. Would you consider submarines eligible for boat movies? I was as they are U boats. Just trying to decide that, yeah, because I'm like, ooh, Hunt for Red October. U five seven one. I am leaning toward no just because I feel like sub movies could be their own thing. They're their own sub sub genre. Yeah. I was trying to not to say that, but it's okay. (laughs) I'm glad that you did it. Um, shit. You can throw battleship Potemkin in there. We can really, another one we we can really class. Oh, or Battleship. Battleship yes. Yeah. Uh, the Poseidon Adventure. Get some other disaster kind of movies in there. Master and Commander. Um, yeah. Good stuff. Mm. Lots, we could throw in some uh, classic like Errol Flynn stuff. Like yeah. Seahawk. Yeah, we, we, can, we can have pirate movies. Yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So many good stuff. Uh, I. God, there's, there's a lot I of really good boat movies. movies. Damn it. Why did we have to add so many good themes this time? I know. I know. Why couldn't we pick some trash? <laughs> Lifeboat, right? Yeah, that, or uh, is it? Uh, yeah, that's the Hitchcock one. Yeah. Um. So yeah, good stuff. I. But yeah, I think they need to be boats on top of. Oh fuck! Oh my god! Robert just said Captain Phillips. <laughs> god damn it! All right. Well, uh, I'm I'm ready to vote when you guys Ooh, are. You, you know, you know I'm what ready. else would count? Joe versus the volcano. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we did that movie already. But, I don't uh, care. I mean, it's a boat movie. We, we might have to decide like if what the ruling is on how much. I, I think if we're going to follow the black and white rule, then the boat needs to be the predominant aspect of the movie, not just. It's going to be like more place. than just an act of the movie, probably. But, yeah. but yeah. what about shipwrecks, where the majority of the the majority is still taking place on the water of the remnants of a boat? Because Joe versus mm. Volcano, a hefty portion of that movie is them on the water on their luggage, which for no, me, nah, I don't like, think so. That would be like putting Swiss Family Robinson in a boat movie. No, mm-hmm. because they're on the island that. for so much of it. It's the same reason Castaway wouldn't work. Yeah, I mean Castaway, he's never even on a boat really, other than the raft. Although we we do anyway. need to put uh, shipwreck uh, 
That's a good thing. Yeah, that's a good one. Point. We'll do if we get boat movies in there, we can do shipwreck as a follow up. That'd be fun. Mm. All right, I'm ready to vote. Um, I'm ready. not going to be sad with whichever one advances. Um, so let me find that. Okay, y'all ready? I'm ready. Oh shit! I just clicked the <laughs> <button>. wreck attack. <laughs> <That's good> <laughs> <laughs> I like that we are uh, putting putting buttons. They're using gifts. Uh, I'm so mad at you guys right now. I'm so mad at you guys that you both picked black and white. Uh, boats just lost. I don't know how to deal with this. Uh, I mean, I do know how to deal with this. I'm using my chaos card. Don't even fucking. Oh, seriously? The, I'm throwing it to the chaos bracket. Wow. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Not even. Oh. Not even. No. Yeah. Boats. Whoa. Boats are. My, yeah. Wow. So uh, I was I was going to give my reasoning for why I voted, but now I'm going to hold on to that and not <laughs> tell you in case it affects things later. No, no, wow. I don't care. Yeah, boats are. Wow. I, I'm throwing a, I'm throwing a life raft out for my boats. Boats already going into chaos. <sighs> Which right. I believe is my only chaos. Card. It is. You and Dan only have one. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I'm not mad. I mean, black and white's good though. I mean, Schindler's List. Let's 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 yeah, Schindler's List. Yep. Mm. All right. Up next, get some we... fine ass Ray Fines in there, which is pretty kind of weird to say that I. What a handsome Nazi! Yeah. God, <laughs> he is the most handsome Nazi. All right. Up next, we have. Where is that? Okay. Up next, we have movies with great soundtracks. Very happy that came out. Going up against shit, Jeff Goldblum. Mm. I'm not happy about this pairing. <sighs> All right, uh, Dan, yeah, two, two more that I did not do. Dan, you put uh, you put soundtracks on the. Uh, wait, who who put that one into the skull? Yeah, no, Dan. It was it was audience, but I was the one who. Put okay. it into the. Oh, okay, I got yeah. You. So, yeah. so we got two audience picks, but uh, yeah, you have, you put soundtracks. I put Goldblum. So, why did you put soundtracks on the survey? Movies with great soundtracks. I I put soundtracks because uh, I grew up in the '90s, and every fucking awesome movie <laughs> had a great soundtrack. Um, it was the heyday for really good, diverse soundtracks. You had everything from The Crow to Judgment Night to uh, God, single. Roland Emmerich's Godzilla, you know. Kevin Smith hey, movies. Roland Emmerich's Godzilla is one of the only... No, no, that was The Matrix I was in. The Matrix, you know. Um, <laughs> no, no, Godzilla was, had, had Rage Against the Machine. It does have, yeah, it has Rage Against the Machine because they sing a song about how uh, much they Stupid. fucking hate... Godzilla, and, yeah, <laughs> like the song disses the movie that they're, yeah, um, uh, yeah, soundtrack sales just drove through the roof in the 90s when so many of these, but then as you look back throughout films, there's a lot of, I mean, Christ, Saturday Night Fever was like the album of uh -huh. the 70s when that came out. Uh, Greece. There's all these amazing movie soundtracks out there that elevate a lot of films that might not be, might not have been the best films, but 
I mean, you can't think of like dazed and confused almost. Without yeah, dazed and confused. Hear, hear, hearing sweet emotion come up or something Slow like ride. that. Slow ride. Slow ride too, yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, so, so Robert's... Great, great soundtracks will elevate movies and just automatically make them memorable. Yeah. So Robert's asking in the uh, in the chat, would it just mm. be movies that have you know like the like the pop soundtracks where it is music that already existed that is just here? Mm. Let's throw a, a bunch of music that people already know into a movie, or are we also including movies uh, where like you know it's it, it's orchestra or you know the the score of the movie that is specifically written for the movie? To me, uh, yeah. not In, score. <clears throat> no. Yeah, that 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 was what I was thinking. I I think soundtrack is songs and yeah, like yeah, like ex- music that is not necessarily made for yeah, I yeah, or Here, m- music that is yeah, not necessarily made for the movie. Like things that they're that are curated. Here's the counterpoint that I will put forth director. for the for the two of you to think about. I think scores and orchestral stuff should count if if you would listen to the soundtrack so you know like movies that the no, score I is listen to t- <laughs> i listen to tons of scores i listen yeah. to like the last show he can score all the time it's not a soundtrack mm. soundtracks for me are much are much more pivotal to recalling scenes than scores are yeah, I, I mean, I'm I thinking much of something quickly like... remember that Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon is playing when Uma Thurman is getting ready in Pulp Fiction. Right, yeah. So, I'm thinking of things like yeah, Sister Christian in, uh, Boogie Nights. in Boogie Nights when Alfred, with yeah. Alfred Molina mm-hmm. uh, and Jesse's Girl or like... Uh, you didn't even tell me what movie you thought. Right, of. yeah, you, you knew him. Christian and I'm like fucking Alfred Molina in Boogie Nights. Or right, like if so, I say Tiny yeah. Dancer, the movie you think of would be almost famous. Almost famous. So yeah. I've I've got two movies as examples that uh, I'm I'm very curious mm-hmm. whether or not the two of you think that they would work. I think that they should count. Uh, so the first one is probably a little bit more on the edge, maybe a little bit easier for the two of you to say like, yeah. Um, but uh, Argento's Suspiria with yeah. the Goblin soundtrack. <sighs> I no. wouldn't think so. No. Nope. Mm. Name me name me track number three on that soundtrack. <laughs> you know the, the goblin music. <laughs> uh, what about then Amadeus? Amadeus is music no. that was not written for the movie. You are correct. <laughs> We're talking is, about most that, like that, that is splitting so many fucking hairs <laughs> that they're like sweeping up a barber shop right now. That is. <laughs> I thought but, you were talking about the the Falco song, actually. Yeah. No, I'm I'm <laughs> when talking I hear that song, rock, of course, Amadeus. I think, rock me Amadeus. I am yeah. talking about Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart and uh, the music that he wrote that is then included in the Amadeus movie. <laughs> in the biopic about Wolfgang yes. Amadeus Mozart. Yeah. Yes. I wouldn't think mm. that. I, that um, it's kind of like it, saying, like, oh, uh, yeah, we should throw into a punch out. I would quickly try to vote that the fuck out. A better but. a better thing would be like, would we count? Walk the Line as a great soundtrack movie when it's a biopic about Johnny Cash. Right, like do mm. biopics like Ray and Walk the Line and um, uh, the, the other ones. Or musicals, do the soundtracks for musicals count? Which I would... I would lean more towards the musical soundtracks. I would. Yeah. Which, I mean, this is the kind of thing we, have, we, we can't spend our whole time hashing this out. We'd have to figure this out if it, if it makes it. Right, right. So, well, yeah, I mean, that, that, chickens before they that has an impact, though, on what the vote's going to be. 
Hey, sure. if you want scores, then you can name movies with great scores on, in the next Punch-Up. <laughs> <laughs> so with some of this debate, then I I think if uh, if it does make it through, what I think then is that it should just be limited to pop music soundtracks, not including Agreed. orchestra, not including scores, mm-hmm. not including musicals. I'm good with that. I agree. I'd be fine. Unless it's a jukebox musical, so if the if it is a musical where the it's like Rock of, it's like Rocket Man, yeah, or right Rock of Ages, yeah. So uh, or um, yeah. So so if the if the music of the soundtrack, if the music that is being sung in the musical is pre-existing songs that they just you know turn into uh, into the basis of the musical. I think that could count, but even that'd be kind of a, a little bit of an edge case. Um, all right. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing at Robert's call. Robert's just like going crazy in the chat here, and he said <laughs> that he bought the uh, Batman soundtrack for Danny Uffman's score, but got 12 Prince songs instead. Yep. <laughs> and it was very disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of uh, Danny Elfman, uh, like Nightmare Before Christmas would not be eligible as as no, much as I, I adore so. those no. songs. Yeah, I do think Batman would be eligible though. Now that he's saying that, that's that's because there you do get some. Oh, you get Batman. The one Batman right. Forever would because of the Seal song. <laughs> oh, of course, Kiss from a Rose. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. All right. So what was the other movie? This, <laughs> the soundtracks are going. Scream, up. Scream Three would also be eligible. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, because of the Creed song. Yeah, mm. which I, I forgot where it is. The, I do, but I don't remember which one it is. I think it's this one. Let's check. You sound. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Although you gotta play that. It's, one later, it's okay. good to know that that's what that one is. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Uh, right. So soundtracks was going up against Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Oh, because, yeah, Jeff Goldblum. It's, it, because it's fucking Jeff Goldblum. I mean, there's so many great movies that he was involved in, and it, it, he would have to be more than a bit part. So uh, Death Wish not eligible because he is just he is too minor of a character. Um, but but you know, like the the Fly, Jurassic Park, um, uh, uh, um, Buckaroo Banzai. There's so many great movies that Jeff Goldblum is involved in. I honestly don't know what sort of argument Grand we would need to have Hotel. about. Yeah. So that anything where he is more than just a bit part, unless that bit part is like so iconic that when you think of his role in the movie, you're like, wait, he was only in like two scenes. What? That? No. <laughs> yeah, we no. could do the player where he plays himself. <laughs> There's ooh deep cover. Mm. Yeah, Earth Girls are easy. Oh God, yes, I forgot. Silverado. The right. Well, I guess the right stuff wouldn't count. God, all right. There's some good stuff in there. Yeah. Mm. This is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tough. Okay. All right. All right. I think I know where I'm going here. I think I know where I'm going. I think that I do too. I just need to try to find uh, the proper GIF to to put in my vote. Um. Uh-huh. All right. I I think I know. Okay, I question my decisions, but uh let's do this. You all ready? I'm ready. All right, video rack attack. 
All right, fellas. Uh, oh, we got uh, three soundtracks here. We did <laughs> not get a Goldblum. Wow. Okay. I'm, I'm surprised. surprised that Nathan voted against Jeff Goldblum. Here's the also, thing. Also, I like that I just said soundtracks and Nathan is doing Pulp Fiction and Dan's doing uh, Lloyd Dobler. <laughs> uh, Here's the thing. Good job, guys. I adore Jeff Goldblum. It hurts my heart to vote against Jeff Goldblum. There's a lot of movies that he's in that could make it into some of these other themes. Um, you know we're going to talk about him eventually. Like the, the fact that we've already talked about him a lot. We've done Independence Day. We've done Jurassic Park. We've done The Fly. Yeah. So, so like, shit, already done a lot of big name ones. You would have been up for. Yeah. It really would have been things like Earth Girls Are Easy and Buckaroo Bonsai, <clears> and <throat> which would some, be pretty fun actually to get the yeah. lesser known. Although to be fair, Dan was not a part of any of those movies that I just mentioned. Yeah. No. So they they are due for a revisit. Um. <laughs> also, one of we the, don't need to revisit. Independence Day, it's okay. <laughs> <One> of, <laughs> yes, we do. One of the main reasons that I put Jeff Goldblum on there was because uh, in the last punch out, I had Peter Weller. And so I was like, all right, how else can I try to get Buckaroo Bonsai in there? So you're really trying <laughs> to get Buckaroo Bonsai. Well, wow. we, we're going to discuss it. If, if, if only that band had had more songs, it would have had a sound. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you're not wrong. Um, so, so yeah, I, I, I love Jeff Goldblum. Again, it hurts my heart to vote against him. But soundtracks is also something a bit different from what we've covered in a while. It, very back. I got to get a cord for my. It's very subjective to like there's 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 so many different directions we can go there. I like that a lot. It opens it up to. Yeah, it, it also really makes fun, it a lot more fun. Non obvious picks, I think, too. Yeah. And, you know, thinking about winter themes, you know, like when, when I think about Christmas, even though I wouldn't necessarily go straight to like Christmas soundtracks. There's a lot of music and fun and dancing around Christmas time and around New Year's. And I, God, there's so, so many like, you know, romance movies that have all these love songs in them. So I think that soundtracks could easily work uh, for, for any month. But yeah, I, I don't like voting against Jeff Goldblum. But yeah, let's get some variety in there. Love you, Jeff. All right. Yep. <sighs> okay. Man. We are Stansford Goldblum. Of course we are, yes. Yeah. How can you not? Exactly. Uh, while Dan is grabbing his power cord to make sure that his phone does not die while we are recording, I will go ahead and uh, play with my skulls. All right, got that one. Play with my skulls. And that one. Uh, All right, man. I will wait until Dan returns to dramatically announce uh, what we are going to be discussing. But I am going to go ahead and look at them to what see. A, what a jerk! What we are doing? It's terrible. And this one, uh, I'm looking. I'm I'm both looking You're forward to a and a uh, little little scared. Also, oh, okay. I need uh I need to check something. Okay, okay. All right, sorry. Sorry, I needed to... Uh, <laughs> so check the audience thing. We haven't been asking Robert if he wants to use his chaos card. Oh, I, I just assumed that uh, that um, if he wants something to advance, that he will he use... Uh, actually, no. Wait, no. They... He said I'll scream. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's right. There was well, only... We'll there was only I don't know if Tom's paying attention right now. But. There was only one... Um, audience car that was used last time because Eric, you used one of yours to override the audience. 
So yes, the audience I did, does yeah. have two. So, uh, so yeah, there is still an audience decisions. chaos card that can be used. Uh, yeah, so no, I was just double checking to make sure since the last two were both uh, audience picks to make sure that they were not the uh, the top one and they were not. Neither the movies with great soundtracks nor Jeff Goldblum topped the audience list. Although movies with great soundtracks was close. It almost was the top audience. Mm. Interesting. I wonder, mm, I think I have an idea of what the top one might be. We'll see. Uh, so one of the things that we've not talked about before if the top audience pick does not come out the highest rated audience pick if it lost I'll advance it out of the skull no no so um, so like if the top one doesn't come out then the second highest one then you know takes that place gotcha all right so Next up, we have two themes that I think uh, have a lot of overlap, and uh, there are a few movies that could very easily fit into both of these categories because we have Martin Scorsese mm-hmm. and Revenge. Okay. <laughs> two more that I did not pick. I don't, I don't have a lot of horses in this race, guys. <laughs> Uh, so Dan, since you talked about uh, your pick last time, I'll start with Revenge. Uh, I put Revenge in there because, uh, and it was one of the audience picks, but I put it in the survey for one reason, uh, a, a reason that is motivating a lot of the ones that I added either either to the survey or to my picks. What kind of stupid theme name can can I come up with? And a couple of years ago, I told Eric about this one. Oh, that's right. We need oh, to I can't do. I forgot about this. <laughs> so, so, so you know the uh, the car, the car commercials that like the uh, the way that they are like this is how you are going to have a great Christmas uh, by buying a new car for someone, and it's quote mm-hmm. a December to remember. I was like, mm-hmm. we need to do a December to Revenger. And yeah, and talk about revenge movies during December because, again, the name is just right there for you. Uh, But yeah, no revenge movies, um, very similar to a lot of things that we talk about just because we do cover a lot of horror movies. But there's not actually been that many like outright revenge movies where the revenge is the driving focus of the movie. There's plenty that have a revenge element. But there's I don't know. I feel like this is a pretty popular genre. No, I'm saying the movies that we've covered. There have not been a lot of revenge movies that we have covered. There are plenty of revenge Mm -hmm. movies that exist. There have been movies that have, again, a revenge element as part of it. But it's not like the revenge is the driving plot advancing everything. Uh, So, you know, like this, uh, I I would include uh, The Crow in, in this. Um, yeah, because, you know, yeah, he's very much motivated by revenge. Um, I, I would put um, uh, Spawn in this because, you know, a lot <laughs> wow. of... I didn't say that I would necessarily vote no, no, for no, no, advance I it. Just, I, I'm always so... like I love the examples that you use, Nathan, because they're never ever the examples I would expect someone to use. It's like, oh, no, I'm not going to talk about like... I'm not going to mention, you know, John Wick or Unforgiven or what, you know, I'm going to, or Gladiator or something like, I'm going to go with. Yeah, I, I love that. 
they're in the category that is going against Martin Scorsese films. You pick two comic book movies as revenge films. And then there <laughs> are the is going to get his revenge on. The, and the then Marvel there are the universe. obvious ones, such as the John Wick movies, or Revenge, or I Spit uh, on yeah, Your yeah. Grave, or so like there's a lot of revenge movies that, that again we we've. Maybe we've talked about some. I would have to go back and look at our full catalog of everything that we've covered. But I don't feel like there have been that many movies that we have done full reviews on that are very specifically revenge movies. Um, mm. And and yeah, it's just uh, we, we also cover some action movies, but not that many. Like we've not really done that many just like straight up action movies and there's oh man there's so many directions to go i'll say this the one the one thing that really really makes me want to vote for this is the fact that i can uh pick lady snowblood yeah um because my god lady snowblood uh yeah so man. uh so movies that would not count uh would be something like last house on the left because that's not a revenge movie that is a movie that the final sequence, the final sequence is revenge, but the movie is not a revenge movie. If so, uh, so yeah, here, here, sure here, would, here would be the difference. Um, I wouldn't if, pick it anyway, probably. <laughs> oh, there's a lot for us to discuss with it, but it wouldn't be in revenge. If last house on the left, the first 15 minutes was um you know the the kidnapping and and the rape and murder and then the last hour was the murderers at the parents house and so the the majority of the movie So the remake would count. I've not actually seen the remake so I don't know uh how much of it is that but but yeah like if the majority of the movie were the murderers at the parents house and and most of what you were watching most of the plot that you're following is the parents trying to figure out how to get revenge, how to uh, plot all of this, how to go about everything. Mm. And then even if there's only like that last sequence of actual revenge violence, if the majority of the movie is surrounding the, the, the prep or, you know, the, the driving mm -hmm. motivation of revenge, then it would count. But the original, because oh, again, I've not seen the remake, but the original, I would say there's not enough revenge. It is just all of this stuff happens and then they get revenge right. at the end. Uh, that's that's fair, man. You know what? We could get in this. We get Blue Ruin in here. Mm. <laughs> there's some good. There's some good. I've not seen Blue Ruin, but uh, I have seen Green Room, and it yeah. still haunts me with how with how fucking tense that movie is. Um, Blue Ruin, so good. Um, yeah, I love it. There, there's that's another one. I do like the variety that we could get in here. There's a lot of different directions that could go. Yeah, uh, Old Boy cool. would count. Um, yeah, Robert's over here like get fucking old boy in there for <laughs> finally. <laughs> we didn't get it in our South Korean punch out. Audition and Jawbreaker, I think that you can make a case for where it is more of like a general revenge on like a type of person that then so, so Jawbreaker? Like, isn't is isn't like that entire movie where uh uh um what's his name? The the dude from uh, Edward Furlong? Yeah, sure, I don't know. The, <laughs> is he the one? I'm thinking of... No, wait, no. 
Not Jawbreakers. Right, no, Jawbreakers. No, uh, no, like no, Rose I'm, McGowan. I'm oh, thinking, okay. yes, yes, I'm I'm thinking sorry, Hard I'm thinking Candy, the, the one that has the beer trap with. Um, oh yeah, with with, with Elliot, with Elliot Page, Page and standing. Patrick Wilson. Yeah, yeah. So uh, sorry, um, I was I was thinking Hard uh, Candy. Hard Candy. Yeah. Yeah. Hard Candy. Yeah. So like Which, like Hard a Candy. Jawbreaker is a type of Hard Candy, but <laughs> that's <laughs> that's where that's, that's where my funny. mind was going. Uh, so yeah, like Hard Candy or Audition could work because like there's already all of that revenge like planted inside of them and then they just need that outlet so it was more of just like you know wrong place wrong time they were gonna be getting some revenge um so i think that there's you know some wiggle room but but yeah it would definitely be focused on the revenge plot (laughs) yeah uh dan why did you put martin scorsese in there because it's fucking what a, party. What a question. Uh, how, how can we be a podcast that talks about film and we have not talked Scorsese films yet? He's yeah, Nathan and I talked a little bit about Taxi party. Driver, but mm. that's about it. It wasn't a full episode on it. Yeah, you name a genre, this man has made a film in it. You know, music documentaries was a category that we could have had. He's made like four. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> made know, some of the best music fucking documentaries. Good. Um, pretty much everything that is a category that we've gone into today, he he could have a film in that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and and so many of them are just like full stop masterpieces too. It's like yeah, almost his every- worst movies are still like fucking great movies. Yeah, so he's Marty. <laughs> hundred percent. And there, there are a few of his movies too that I need to catch up. Like I've not seen all of his movies. I think he, if, on letter, if you look at my letterbox stats, he's like maybe my second most watched director after Spielberg. Um, so I've st- still seen like a ton of his films, but there are a, a few big ones in there that I haven't gotten to. So <laughs> that would be, that'd be fantastic. So, uh, and again, we... that would just be such a bloodbath of a punch out. I mean, just, yep. and, and it would only be Scorsese directed, right? Not produced. I, I think so. Yeah. No, because we, we, we would have more than enough to choose from with yeah. just the director. If you put produced in there, that's like an enormous list of yeah. films. So yeah. Yeah. I feel yeah. like the, all, I, all, all like three Martin Scorsese world cinema box sets from criterion. Or right. <laughs> The uh, the enticing the most enticing thing about this though is I mean of course I would talk about any of his movies any day but like I feel like the end of the Punch Out will basically feel like the end of the Departed you know like <laughs> <where it's> just... <laughs> oh man it, it just everything everything's gone to hell and uh, mm. we think we got away with it until until we don't yeah it's gonna be great yeah some great stuff uh, there um. All right. All yeah, right. I am. I'm, I'm ready. Hold on. I think. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm. Oh, God. I'm so ready. <laughs> I mean. All right. Um, let me see if. Um, all right. <laughs> Video rack attack. <laughs> uh, okay, all right. We've all de- we've all deployed our gifts. Uh, two of our gifts are of uh, one Mister 
Martin Scorsese. Uh, one of them is him pointing to himself and smiling. The other is him raising his eyebrows in a hysterically funny way. And then the at the bottom, we've got the eyebrows. eyebrows. Yes. And then uh, at the very bottom here, Mr. Mr. Nathan has a gif of Liam Neeson saying, I will have my revenge. Sorry. Sorry, Liam. That's that's too bad. <laughs> That's Too okay. Uh, I I didn't expect, um, <laughs> did not expect uh, revenge to actually win. I am not upset about this at all. I mean, yeah, how could we not have covered Martin Sc- Martin Scorsese at this point? Uh, voting for revenge really was one of the. Uh, what if Eric actually does vote for revenge? Because mm-hmm. once again, I really considered it for that for for an op- opportunity to get Lady Snowblood in there. <laughs> And again, so many of the other themes that we have in here, Scorsese, Scorsese films can also count. You know, like we, we could easily put a Scorsese film in in potentially all three months. So because his uh, his filmography is so diverse. True. Yeah, I, th- I feel like he does have like one of the ultimate nocturnal odyssey movies and plenty of his films are about revenge and uh, there's plenty in New York. He's yep. plenty of New York sleaze, yeah. But you know, yeah. The, the idea of getting he has not directed a film on a boat yet. Has, no, hasn't uh, he? Cape He's, Fear? Nah, I guess Cape Fear isn't quite. It's a houseboat. There, uh, there is a houseboat, a, a pretty big chunk of it on yeah, a houseboat. Some so. water adjacent ones. Uh, all right. Next up, do ambulance movies. We uh, have. he ambulance movie uh, bringing out the dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be yeah. that'd be good. Yeah. All right. Uh, so next up, we have Siege movies going Ooh. up against disaster movies. Wow. That's a, quite a pair there. It really is. <laughs> Again, two more that I did not pick. All right. Dan. Well, I, did, I did pick one, but not initially. Yeah. Dan, since, uh, since I uh, talked about Revenge first last time, you talk about disaster first this time. Oh, neither of these are mine. What? Are they? I thought you put disaster in. Did I? I, I put disaster into the skull. No. But oh, I didn't oh okay. Yes. It. Sorry. Yeah, I, I'd, let Nate, I'd let Eric talk about this one. Yeah. Sorry. You, you put it on uh, the, uh, the survey, which is what I was thinking. All right. Uh, Eric, yeah. since you picked disaster to put into the skull, why did huh? you pick disaster movies? Well, I mean, you know, I needed some insurance in case boat movies didn't advance, and we could definitely throw a Titanic into a disaster film kind of thing. Uh, but, of course, I think disaster movies are just such a a fun, big blockbuster type of film, but they are also... Um, they're also often, like, very epic and very long movies, which feels very, like, a good wintry thing for me. Um, and I, I just think that disaster movies really they really hit a lot of things that I love where I like the epic scale of them. And I like, I mean, for one thing, a lot of disaster movies involve water, um, which is always fun to just see like boats being submerged and cities being flooded. And, um, and, and there's all often, especially when you get into like the older disaster movies, like beside adventure or something, there's a lot of just like incredible practical effects, towering inferno, earthquake that kind of stuff there's just some amazing craftsmanship um and yeah i don't know it's it's one of those that i think is just we've got a lot of like fairly serious ish 
types of movies and ironically for something as like disastrous as something, as, something as, as disastrous and like potentially depressing as disaster movies i think that this is such a just fun subgenre like who doesn't love seeing things just being absolutely obliterated and destroyed <laughs> um, <laughs> there's something that's pretty cathartic about it to me um and yeah and and i like the idea too that with disaster movies there's a pretty broad range of like what you would consider a disaster it could be anything from the end of the world to you know a single ship sinking so um i do feel like there's some fun range there to try and get a, a bunch of different types of disasters now i would say um, uh post-apocalypse not eligible no 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 not post-apocalypse that's not yeah. it's got to be about the specific disaster not the fallout of the disaster right <laughs> um yeah if uh if if disaster movies advances all of the ones that are putting on the survey are going to be 70s movies twister and one emmerich film <laughs> i'm i'm not i would not be mad about that yeah me either yeah it, it it would it would all be like 70s disaster films when they're in their heyday uh and because there definitely is something very different about a 70s disaster film compared to things that come after it um you know, like 80s films, they feel a little bit more cynical in a way. Like the, the disaster almost takes a backseat to the people who are causing the disaster. So you get a lot more of, you know, like terrorism uh, style movies. Uh, 90s are just, hey, let's be the ones going and blowing everything up because we're the alleged heroes. Um, so, so, yeah, then, you know, like late 90s, you start getting a little bit more of like the environmental uh, horror, environmental disaster so yeah, most of the picks I feel like would be uh, the the '70s disaster films, which uh, yeah we we've talked about a little bit um, during our '70s uh, history of cinema, but we did not spend nearly of time nearly enough time talking about all those disaster films, and there's yeah. some great ones out there. Um, I put siege movies in there because of Siegen's greetings, and uh-huh. <laughs> sure did. <laughs> And also because uh, similar to to the revenge movies where we've covered movies that have an element of that or we've covered movies from directors who have done siege movies or we've covered siege movies as part of, you know, like some of our film fest coverage. We've not really done many like just full on siege movies where um, no, no, sorry. Uh, one of the ones that we did. Uh, one of Dan's first episodes when we talked about uh, dog soldiers, dog soldiers. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's just so much that we can dig into with people who are under siege and, you know, how they deal with, uh, with that environment, how they deal with that anxiety, how they deal with their surroundings, you know, and there's, there's so many different types of siege movies. Um, Zombie (laughs) movies could count, but I feel like uh, we would have to limit them to just a couple of them. Uh, Robert's putting the chat is missed a siege movie question. I think so. I, I think that it would be eligible for the survey. Uh, I think that if it came out of the skull, we would have to debate it as to whether or not, whether, whether or not the people are under siege, uh, because one of the things separating the mist from, uh, from a lot of the movies that I'm thinking, a lot of the people in the mist don't think that there's anything actually out there. They don't think that there's any real danger which is something drastically different 
Than, they're not like, like being attacked actively at like the whole time, right? You know, which is not, very different from things like Assault on Precinct Thirteen and Night of the right, Dead yeah. and Green Room and these movies where it is just that constant bombardment of you think that maybe they have hope to get out of it, but then ninety minutes of oh no you fucking don't <laughs> like it is just that constant like it's taking that one bad day. And really condensing yeah. it into one really fucking bad day. And and there's just something so anxiety producing, but at the same time, in a way, almost cathartic about siege movies. Uh, there's also oh, yeah, some sure. there's also some newer entries that again we've talked about, but we've not done four reviews. We could uh, we could cover Joe Bigos's VFW, which is a fucking mm-hmm. trip. Uh, so th- there are just a lot of really great siege movies. You cover Home Alone, Die Hard. See, I thought about something like Home Alone. I'm trying to think of like wintry ones uh, too. So there's plenty of Captain Phillips. I think would count. See, I, I, I uh, Robert's, uh, no, sorry, that uh, that was Tom saying from Dust Till Dawn. I would put from Dust Till Dawn more than something like Home Alone because I don't know if just a couple of people would be a siege. Even though they are a couple of people that never stop in terms of their very, uh, they're very focused on what they're trying to do. When I think siege, I think like there is a never ending wave. So there's not really any light at the end of the tunnel for the people who are under siege because they are constantly (laughs) bombarded by, even if we get past this wave, there's just another wave behind it. How are we ever going to get past it? Um, so, so yeah, I, I think that there's a lot of movies that could potentially count uh, that then we'd have to argue a lot about uh, whether or not they should advance it in terms of yeah. how CG they are. Um, That'd be a fun to fun one to get into some semantics. Yeah, we um, you can you can get into some war movies. You can get uh, again like some some drama type stuff. You've got a lot of horror. Obviously, there's just mm. yeah. I'm actually. I'm this is a tough one. This is a tough one. Um I I would limit zombies. I would say, you know, like at most five zombie movies just because that's too easy. And if we're gonna I said at most. I'd rather keep it like two or three options just because otherwise it's like I don't want to do a zombie movie. But let's just we'll throw another living dead in there and call it call it a day. Yeah. I mean that's that's Um, the best one. Man, I'm I'm really uh Dan, do you have any thoughts uh, that you want to share before voting about Siege versus Disaster? Uh, I have no dog in this fight, but... <laughs> Dan, Dan's the one who... It I is think fun is. watching you guys come up with potential films for a, for one that hasn't even made it out of the first round yet. Oh, so I, I know, know, I know. That's a lot of movie debate for something that has not passed out of round one. But this is where most of the discussion comes into play because, you know, once we get into round two, it's like, all right, we already know a lot of what the potential films could be. <laughs> unless there's another one that uh, we think of like, oh, right. Also this one. Okay. Um, I know. I'm, still, I'm still in the mind that if I don't have like two or three films that automatically come to mind when a topic comes up, I don't even bother with it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. what you're saying is you're not even listening to all of our debate. Yeah, he's over there just chilling. No, I, 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 I decided the second they were pulled. Yeah, he's like, I'm good. We're good. <laughs> I am also ready to go if we uh, we want to right. do I this. I am uh, I'm ready. I'm trying to find uh, a good gif. 
Oh, I am. I've got mine. I didn't look for a gif on this one, although <laughs> I had all time to do it. Uh, you did. You were just. <laughs> you should have been just sitting there finding the perfect gif to deploy. Yeah. All right. Um. Okay. It's okay because I already found the perfect one. All right. I love um, that we do gifts in a in an audio format here. <laughs> Me too. All right, I'm ready. Video Ditto. rack attack. All right. So uh, I have I have lost this this round. I uh, I deployed a gif of a little woodchuck guy turning around and saying disaster. <laughs> uh, but Nathan and Dan here picked siege movies. Um. Nathan, I assume that means Siege since you uh, have zombies reaching out and from Night of the Living Dead. Yes, I, uh, I was trying okay, to find yeah. Assault on Precinct 13, but apparently the only thing that comes up when uh, I search for GIFs in Discord for Assault on Precinct 13 are like K-pop things. So oh, that's fascinating. <laughs> I love too that like when I, whatever like we're using these gifts. Robert just commented on it and said, what does it mean? He was trying to like decipher. He's like, oh, zombie isn't a disaster. Cool. <laughs> uh are you you know what i you know what what if i can i do like a a uh an executive decision here and be like oh i think zombies are a natural disaster so uh disaster wins uh, <laughs> no because that was very specifically from <clears throat> night of the living dead which we agreed is the siege movie that's yes. fine i love siege movies i'm not mad about this yeah uh and honestly i will not be using a chaos card because i don't have one honestly between siege and revenge I, I think I'm happier with Siege advancing uh, over Revenge. Like if the two of those had gone up against each other, probably would have voted Siege. Okay. Yeah, I uh, Robert also pointed out that Rio Bravo is eligible for this, so yes. uh, no, no qualms here. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have what do we got? What do we got next? Next up, we have Nocturnal Odysseys. Versus top 100 women directed films. Oh, these are both mine. Uh, and uh, top 100 was an audience pick. Did you yes, put both of these on the? Uh, yeah, you did. You put both of these on the survey. Um, yeah, I did. I put both of them in. All right, yeah. so I did not. I did not pick nocturnal. Oddly enough, you didn't thing, pick though. either one for tonight. Yeah, I did. I did not. I would have picked what? women directed if it was not an audience choice, though. Oh, okay, so uh, Dan, you put in nocturnal odysseys. So why did you pick that one for the skull? Uh, it's just for me, those films kind of hit. Uh, I spent a long time of, of my uh, early adult years. Uh, with some severe insomnia, like I could, I'd be up till three, four in the morning every night without a problem. And there's just something about, you know, going out. I'd take walks. I'd go out to the city. I'd just see what was out there. And it's just the world is so incredibly different at night. And it's when really, really, especially in films, wild shit can happen. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it just, it creates just, you know, like I said, the town I'm in right now, it's a very sleepy fucking town. If I bet if I went out and walked around tonight, something, I could find something weird that I did not right. realize was going on about this town. Yeah. Um, 
kind of where you start to either you start to see a whole different culture when it comes to like this when it's nighttime. Yeah, <clears throat> that um, was one of the reasons why I picked like instead of one instead of being like one crazy night, I specifically put Nocturnal Odyssey because in my mind there's something that's almost there's like a bit of a mythic quality. There's something that's mm-hmm. very real about this genre. Yep. Um, you could do or you know you've got things like After Hours and. I want it to be a, something where you can get some really like weird shit going on, where you question the reality of what is being presented to you. Yeah. Um, you could do. I mean, there's things like Collateral. You can do Good Time, uh, like Last Night. Um, the there, Warriors. Just, the Warriors absolutely was. It, well, this that, was is the, that is the pure definition of a nocturnal Odyssey, right? There. Yeah. This was a very, because it I mean, is th- that was the Odyssey. It's funny that I didn't mention it because The Warriors was first on my mind because that one is very specifically a film inspired by Homer's The Odyssey, you know, and like is set all at night. Um, Yeah, and I mean, I I guess I didn't specify that this has to be like a one night kind of thing. So, I mean, you could could get stuff like Eyes Wide Shut in there. Um, You know, there's, there's a lot of really, really interesting directions you can go with this. Yeah, when Mike when I think Nocturnal Mickey. Odyssey, I think primarily One Crazy Night, but um, yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be. In my mind, in, term, in terms of is a one bit night, dreamier. It's not necessarily like uh, you know, dazed and confused. This is this is something a bit a bit hazier. Okay, that. so uh, so here's one that I think uh, because when you think One Crazy, when I think Nocturnal Odyssey, again, the first thing that comes to mind is One Crazy Night because. Uh, most of the movies that take place in one night are one crazy night movies. You know, they, right, they're yeah. all about, uh, you know, one thing escalating to the next and you know, <clears throat> going on this journey. And it's like, oh boy, that is one crazy night. Uh, e- even with the warriors, things don't necessarily escalate within the realm of that, uh, of that world, but it's still a heightened world that is uh, unreal. And so, you know, I, I, I would yeah. still say that's one crazy night. No, Here's, I agree. Like if you, if somebody tried to put something like, you know, category was one crazy day. Well, you had <laughs> one bad day here. Here's an example that I think would count for nocturnal odysseys that I would not put as a one crazy night film, American graffiti, because that does sure. not feel like well, it is it doesn't feel like a one crazy night. Things are not escalating. That feels like a fairly normal night for these kids. But yeah. they are all on some sort of journey because they're in that transition of about to graduate from high school. Where are they going to go next? Uh sure, so, yeah. so yeah, yeah, I would I would I would one hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you guys. I, I'm <clears throat> I would be and I'd be fine if you put things like you know super bad or book smart like some of those more comedic kind of things yeah. in there uh now uh, what i probably would not put is uh better watch out because that's you know a home invasion no. so even yeah, though it no, is one not. crazy night they're not on a journey they're yeah i feel like you have to be going somewhere like harold and kumar go to white castle <laughs> you know like they're they're on a journey <laughs> or something if anything better watch out as a siege movie you just don't realize the siege is coming from inside the house I right yeah. i would <laughs> not uh veto that if it were put on the survey because that movie is also very tense 
Um, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, yeah. And then we have the uh, top, top 100 women directed films. Eric, you of, put that on the list. Yes. And, it was and it's an specifically of the 2010s <laughs> yes. because that was the closest I could find. That was a uh, limited to a hundred well, and not two fifty. Yes. Nathan. Because there weren't a whole lot of women directors prior to that. Either. It's true. Like I don't I don't know how much it would even Badly. really open it up. I mean, it would probably open it up to things like, well, Mikey and Nikki, or you know, or uh uh, uh you know, some early, some early Jane Campion and Yeah, early Jane Campion and Catherine Bigelow stuff, you know, like point break and that kind of thing. But um yeah. but no, I um I look, we are fully aware of the fact that this is a podcast that is hosted by three straight white dudes um and mm-hmm. i don't think that we really put a whole lot like we we often go with very dude centric types of movies we're doing revenge film <laughs> you know like we're doing we're doing very much like action and horror and that kind of stuff and i feel like i want to open this up to um to be specifically about uh like have specifically films that are from a uh, like a feminist perspective um, and films that are directed by women and uh, get just to get a little bit more variety in here. You know, I, uh, I think that, I mean, obviously within this, there are some films that very much fall within our wheelhouse. There's things like um, a girl walks home alone at night or you were never really, not here. Tar- which would be an odyssey. Yep. A hundred percent. Yeah. Tigers are not afraid. As, as would uh, Catherine Bigelow's strange days, Catherine Bigelow's near dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Which on this particular list, those are not here. Zero Dark Thirty is here, so they're in Detroit. So like, there's some Catherine Bigelow stuff on there. But um, but yeah, I mean, this is just there are so many other types of movies, you know, that are very much outside of our wheelhouse. We can do something like Portrait of a Lady on Fire or oh, that film is so fun. Which I haven't seen it yet. Um, oh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire is the number one highest rated woman directed film on this list so like that one i feel like probably have a good chance of getting in but we also have like greta gerwig's version of little women which i feel like is a movie that i would never have a chance to talk about on this podcast if i didn't (laughs) uh engineer this kind of thing and i think it's genuinely one of the best movies of the last decade and uh so yeah i really want to get a bit more variety a bit more diversity on on here and uh so that's why I, I was trying to get some stuff that was not quite as dude centric, and then you know, of course, still I picked like Sydney Lumet, <laughs> you know, but <laughs> whatever. Uh, so yeah, and and then you're like, how many different ways can I put James Cameron on here? Uh, well, Titanic. Let's be. I I, I didn't want to sure. open it up to a bunch of other Cameron stuff. Sure, we'll, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Sure, but uh. Some great movies on this list, and and then also just a bunch of uh of films from women that I have just not seen, and I uh, would love for a chance to push myself to finally get around to to a lot of these. Would Ice Harvest count as Nocturnal Odyssey? Sure. I don't know why you're so like. We literally did an episode on the Ice Harvest already. Why are you trying to get it back in here? I I'm, <laughs> I'm just thinking about possible movies. And what the parameters are. So sometimes using a movie that we've already covered is a safer question because then you don't have to be like, oh, we're going to cover that one again. It's like, no, of course we're not. Maybe. 
Uh, yeah, well, to and to be fair, I the reason why I, I seem so snappy about that is because you also brought it up on uh, a potential theme of stripper movies, and I was like, <laughs> I don't think that counts. <laughs> there is a strip club that's sort of there. It is. But... It is a central element to the story, and yes, it uh, is not. A stripper <laughs> I, I was asking Dan and Eric about that for a potential theme of strip timber. Uh <laughs> <laughs> which is obviously it not uh, what we're talking about right now. Which for me would just be all Magic Mike movies. I mean, there's uh, th- there's a few of them there. All right, uh, I'm I'm ready to vote whenever you want. Oh shit! Yeah, I should probably uh, do that. Yeah, hold on. I am typing it in. Uh, all right. I wait, 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 wait. <sighs> Jeez. Okay, all right, we're good. All right, video rack attack. <laughs> oh, man, okay. <laughs> all right, uh, if I'm interpreting this correctly, I believe that Dan has been defeated again. Yeah. Uh, and Nathan and I have aligned one, uh, once more to uh, to put up some, some women-directed films here. I have a gif of Rose from the Golden Girls saying, hey, girls. Uh, Nathan has a gif of, uh, what is that from? I'm Every Woman. And Dan's got a gif of uh, the dude in The Warriors saying, can you dig it? And can apparently Nathan and I dig it. Not dig it. Here's the thing. I do dig it. And there are so many Nocturnal Odyssey movies. I'm like, God, oh, there's so many that I want to cover. All of the examples that you were bringing up was like, I want us to talk about that one and that one and that one and that one. But also, yeah, like there, there are so few women directed films that we cover and, um, and, and yeah, I, I just feel like we need a little bit more of that diversity. And also there's a number of few great nocturnal odyssey movies directed by women that would absolutely count. So I felt yeah, like, it was, I, I felt like it was a way <laughs> to get, um, a, a girl walks home alone at night. I feel like it was a, a way to get, oh, yeah, yeah, a, a way to get kind of best of both worlds. Totally. Sad for the Warriors, though. <laughs> Apologies to Walter here. Oh, man, we should Walter Hill. Mm, yes. Ooh, yeah, that'd be a good theme. Yeah. I, um, yeah. I'm sad to see Nocturnal Odysseys go. Also, a lot of those take place in New York, feels like. And so there would be a number of yeah. movies. We still got some uh, New York sleaze maybe coming down the pike here. Yeah. Let's say most, a lot of the ones I thought of for Nocturnal Odyssey were actually LA films. Oh, uh, yeah. It's warmer. There, so oh, man. Yeah. Collateral is one that I would. Ugh. Yeah. I'd, yeah. Ooh, I'm a little bummed out that that's <laughs> not on the table anymore. Yeah. Anybody want to use a chaos card on Nocturnal I'm very heavily considering it. But also, I'm not that invested because, once again, Nocturnal Odyssey definitely feels like one that could very easily come back up in future themes. And since we can't put the exact same theme in uh, in, in two subsequent uh, theme punch outs, we'll just have to shift it a little like one crazy night or, you know, uh, dusk, dusk till dawn or something. So we we can change it a little bit. So, so just change the title. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. <laughs> Look, uh, it's all about how much we can bend Nathan the rules. Undermining his own rules that he created. Yes. 
It Dust Till Dawn can then also include home invasion movies. It can then also include <laughs> Uh, you know, like romance movies where they're in a single location. They're not on a journey. It's not a crazy Ooh, night. Yeah. So Dust Till Dawn covers a, a different scope. Sure, yeah. And we can throw in like Sleepless in Seattle or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. Dusk and Dawn. So, yes. The, and the, the Before Trilogy. Oh, Robert. Yeah. Robert. So Throwing the Before Trilogy in there. So there are ways that calling it Dust Till Dawn would cover different movies than just nocturnal odysseys okay oh man before sunrise would be a nocturnal odyssey movie i'm Mm -hmm. i don't regret my decision but man and you also don't have a chaos card anymore that's true yeah again i'm just i'm just saying i I would i'm not i'm just saying very very similar title or very similar themes can be played in um in in months right next to each other you just can't put the exact same one which is why sequel tropes is not in here, but sequels totally fine with. All right. Next up, we have uh, an actor going up in the act going up against an actor. So two oh, heavy cool. hitters. And I think that there's only two other actors uh, left. So <laughs> you should know who they are. We've got David Bowie going up against Roy Scheider. Oh, this is a really interesting matchup. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Okay. Um, who who picked these? I don't even remember. Uh, I put David Bowie David on the Bowie. survey, and I picked David Bowie. Uh, <laughs> Dan, I put Roy Scheider on the poll, but Dan picked it. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so let me talk about David Bowie first, because then the two of you can uh, follow it up with Roy Scheider. So here's the thing, David Bowie. As a, rules as Just as about the it, best. like. Yeah, I mean, he's he's one of those people where it's like, do we really need to go into that much about uh, about David Bowie? It's like, no, he's he is just very iconic and uh, obviously a, a great musician, uh, but he's also in a ton of films uh, in in Letterboxd. Now, this obviously isn't. It's actually down. crazy how many of these movies fit under like other categories. Yep. He's in a Scorsese movie. He's in. Um, <laughs> Uh, he's in Into the Night, which is a Nocturnal Odyssey movie starring Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. there's there there are a lot of movies that uh, that he's in. So so th- there's a lot of stuff that he has been in. Uh, obviously, a lot of them would be documentaries or you know like music videos and stuff like that. But whenever David Bowie is on screen, he definitely brings a very unique and interesting presence. Uh, you know, obviously, most people are just going to think of Labyrinth. Um, because that's a very iconic role, but even with Labyrinth, I don't think that most people think about how bizarre it was to have David Bowie with his gigantic codpiece singing about, uh, you know, singing for the babe, the, the magic babe in essentially an Alice in Wonderland story. It's like this feels so out of place, but because it felt so out of place, it made it feel like, yep, this is exactly what it should be. And and I feel like he brings that energy to so many movies that that he's in, where the fact that he's in the movie feels just ever so slightly odd, but in an odd yeah. way that it's just like this, this is the kind of odd that it should be. Uh, also, if David Bowie does advance, we could potentially be talking about the hunger. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. That's that's all. Yeah, I know. Just throwing that out there. That's, that, that's good. That we could Let, potentially talk about the hunger if uh, if if we talk about David Bowie movies. Yeah. So I'm looking through all these. There's a lot of good stuff in here. I'm wondering. Be a very interesting punch out because most of these are movies where he would be. I mean, it's like there'd be a lot of documentaries, but also uh, there's really only two movies where he has like a lead or co-lead kind of role. I would say that uh, again, he doesn't necessarily have to be the lead. Well, I guess had, no. I guess there's like four. It has. No, to be I, more I know than, he definitely wouldn't need to be the lead. It has yeah. to be more than a cameo. So Zoolander, I would not count because he's just there for the walk off. The Prestige. I feel like you almost have to, though. Otherwise, there wouldn't be enough movies. <laughs> if, if he advances, we can uh, figure out how many movies will we'll actually see, yeah. be eligible we'll see, yeah. and how many Change of them, uh, like where, where we have the cutoff of uh, how big of a part he has to play. But like something yeah. like right. Prestige, I would definitely say like, oh, yeah, that counts because 100%. it's more than just a cameo. Like he is a part of advancing the plot. It is a, he, he is vital to that movie and not just like, oh, hey, look, there's right. David Bowie. And, and just like in um in a uh, last temptation of christ like he is he's pontius Pilate in that movie so like of course he's he's not in it that much but he makes a massive impression right yeah and and it would be different if he was just you know like the it it would be different if he was like the person as christ is carrying the cross that he like leans over and tries to pick it up for him you know if it's just like a sure. big cameo part uh, no has to be you know relevant and, and important um yeah, so yeah that, that's all it's david bowie so now we got roy scheider roy scheider uh-huh. the the two of you can go back and forth dan let's start with you since you put him in the skull Didn't he you? is just yeah. the quintessential 70s everyman actor uh-huh. who just takes on these roles that feel like they could go to anybody but makes them absolutely their own I mean, and you've got some of the biggest films of all time that this guy was in. Mm-hmm. French Connection, Jaws. Um, all that jazz. Mar- all that jazz, Marathon Man, Sorcerer. Uh, Marathon Man. Yeah, he's... <sighs> but then he's also in these like tinier films that are just almost like cult classics, like Blue Thunder. And, yeah. uh, oh Christ, what's the other one there? For There's the like 2010, the seven ups and seven ups. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's just in so many cool little films that most that you forget exist on top of some of the biggest films of all time. Uh, and then, and then, you know, then in like when he starts to get out into the eighties, he starts to get a little weird. I mean, he's in fucking naked lunch. You know, he's yeah. Dr. Bentway and Naked Lunch. He's in Romeo's Bleeding. Um, it's funny that he's in Naked Lunch, too, because honestly, the re- the inspiration for me putting Roy Scheider on here was as like a counterpoint to Nathan putting Peter Weller <laughs> on the last one. Because yeah. like, I was like, oh, he's a great like Peter Weller-esque kind of figure where he's in all of these movies. And it's like, yeah, they cross they cross mm-hmm. paths in Naked Lunch. Yeah. No, I would. I, I think that he. I think that's what's so fascinating is he has this really great eclectic filmography. Where yeah, there is some just like stone cold classics. He's got Sorcerer and Clue and all this stuff. And then uh, Clue, yes, didn't even yeah. mention Clue. 
Yeah. Yeah. No. All and yeah, all that jazz and Jaws, of course. Like, so he's got all those, but then he has some of these like really cool outlier films that would be really fun. He's got like a movie with Meryl Streep, Still of the Night, and um, and then he's just got some weird shit. He was in like Dracula Two <laughs> Ascending, and he was in RKO Two Eighty One, which is that like TV movie about the making of Citizen Kane, and. So yeah, he's got like some some real like just every man uh character actor throw him into some kind of like trashy uh thriller movie in the nineties to give it a little bit of like you know, fifty two pickup and stuff. Oh, fifty I, I will defend fifty two pickup. <laughs> well no, and I'm not even that yeah, that's not even that's a Frankenheimer film, so that's not even yeah. really trash. But like I don't know, there's just like he's just got such a weird eclectic filmography and it would be mm-hmm. fun to see what kind of outlier films can sneak their way in there in between all of the uh all those like classics yeah so oh man yeah well i am ready to vote i'm ready i'm almost ready i was too busy looking at pictures of roy scheider while i was talking (laughs) uh I like his filmography not you know i'm not trying to give away anything in terms of Uh yeah sure 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 all right. You ready, Eric? I am ready. Yes. All right. Video rack attack. Oh, snap. Uh, Dan and I used uh, almost the same <laughs> gift. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Roy Scheider, who has, clean, who has a clean sweep over David Bowie, all three of us, throwing out pictures I- of this beautiful man. Man, look at that jaw. Just look at that jawline. Look at that jaws line. Look at that jaws line. I cannot believe I just. <laughs> I'm literally looking at a picture of him in jaws, saying, "Look at that jaw." Didn't even occur to me. God, I'm the worst. Uh, yeah, too bad for David Bowie. Honestly, my 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 real thinking behind this is I just don't think there are enough Bowie films that I yeah, I, that I think, I don't think that it would the, be competitive enough. Yeah, I think that the Bowie the films that we would want to cover are ones that. They would just be like, well, yeah, obviously these are the ones that we're going to cover. Yeah, it would make more sense uh, to have those films in a different type of punch. Yeah, yeah. I feel well, like we, which well, again, we, 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 we would we could name the the four films we would likely end up as the final four yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> like like when when we talk about the hunger, I wanted to actually be a fight to the end with some right. other like sexy vampires. Rather than yeah. rather than just hey, David Bowie. Of course, we're gonna talk about that one. Yeah. I would def- I would totally throw down for some for the man who fell to earth. Though that's great. Movie. Oh, that would that would have been one of my other ones yeah. as well. Love that movie. Yep, it's and, such a and, perfect vehicle for David Bowie. Yeah, and then we would have been like, all right, so do we talk about Labyrinth or the Prestige? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, all right, last pairing in round one. Oh my and god, are you kidding me? <laughs> we've been through a lot and uh, there are still a lot of uh, themes that have not yet come out of the skull. There's one theme if it's not pulled right now, I'm going to flip a fucking table. But there's uh, I mean there are two really, but you know, they'll have they'd have to go against each other, so that would be terrible. Oh man. There there are two themes that I really want coming out of the skull, but I don't want them necessarily going up against each other. But I do also have two chaos cards. All right, let's see what happens. Come on. All right, we've got one (sighs) and two. Why do we do this to ourselves? 
<laughs> I don't know. Because we make bad decisions. All right. Up first, we have Foreign Horror. Going up against <laughs> Parodies. I don't. God damn it. <laughs> that is an that is the oddest combination we've had yet. I feel I'm devastated right now. All right, I'll I'll start with uh, parodies because that was uh, I, I, Eric. I know that you put that one into the skull. I did. Yes, but I put it on the survey. It was it was the third one that I listed in the all right. These are the ones that I need to put on the survey because para December. <laughs> uh huh. Sure. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> okay, that was all. Dan, <laughs> sorry. No. Uh, who who put in parodies? Uh, I put it in. Yeah. Eric, you put in parodies. Talk about what well, you didn't do that. You got to do the thing. You got to do the the soundboard. Oh, oh, right. Uh, so please, in, please play this. In, in this last pairing, we have foreign horror going up against. You sound like a goddamn parody. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, love it so much that almost uh, that almost makes me feel better. About losing my two babies, literally. Uh, okay. We'll talk what? about those in just a second. I'm just, I'm so. What sucks is we each of us has had like a one of our top two picks not included. Yeah, I'm so fuck. I'm just utterly destroyed right now. Uh, yeah, parodies. Uh, I picked this because I wanted to get some comedies in there. We don't really talk about comedies very often on this podcast. <laughs> Um, and parodies are such a fun kind of subgenre because I would argue that parodies are a thing that don't quite exist a, a lot anymore, specifically because I think they were just absolutely destroyed by the fucking like scary movie, like just that whole run of like scary movie, epic the, movie. All yeah, that. all those Friedberg Seltzer bullshit movies that are basically like, I don't know, let's just take some scenes from a movie trailer and then make them really dumb and completely unfunny. Yep. Um but when it's such a it's such a unique art form like to take something that already exists and to try and spin it in a way and make it funny and I think it's so incredibly difficult to pull off. And when they do pull it off, it is just absolute magic. I mean, of course, Mel Brooks is kind of the king of it. Um, that open it opens us up to things like Young Frankenstein and Blazing Saddles. Um, but you can also get stuff in there like the Austin Powers movies, The Naked Gun. Um, you know, some of the like Wayans Brothers movies, like of course, Scary Movie or Don't Be a Menace. Airplane. Air. Oh, of course, Airplane. I can't believe I didn't say that already uh the hot shots movies there, there's so many so many great things and top secret top secret of course yeah i, I it's funny because i'm mostly we're mostly mentioning like spoof specifically although i think you could make an argument for something like oh not another team oh not another <laughs> team movie yeah that's actually a really good one uh i like that a lot um but you could make an argument for things like um you know, some of Edgar Wright's movies like Shaun of the mm-hmm. Dead or Hot Fuzz. Hot um, Fuzz, you definitely could. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. 
So there's 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 some real there's yeah. some real just like undeniable classics of just great comedies. And again, we don't get enough comedy. You could even argue something like maybe like Cabin in the Woods. Or what we do in the shadows, a hundred percent, we could do. Yeah, Roberts would like uh, Spinal Tap, which would also absolutely. Oh, count. of course! I can't believe I did not mention Spinal so Tap. Yeah, absolutely. Here's one of the things to think about. Uh, this would be like a really. This is actually this punch out would be a bloodbath. I man, <laughs> yep. A lot of Christopher Guest films. Yeah. Oh, of course, yeah. Time. So here's one of the things to keep in mind, like uh, you know, since a lot of those early uh, examples that you used were all spoof movies trying to, to to you know maybe help some of the uh, the listening audience um, you know, understand maybe some of that distinction between parody and spoof for me all spoofs are parodies but yeah not, all, not parodies all parodies are spoofs, spoofs. yeah because <laughs> like if if you're spoofing something you're doing a parody but it is a very specific over the top like very directly trying to trying to well spoof the um, the the original material but a parody is more of like taking that concept finding some of that internal irony in and then drawing out that humor uh so you know like robert also put uh tucker and dale versus evil absolutely um yeah rise in uh the rise of leslie vernon uh behind the mask um, that one I would say is also a parody because it's it's taking the content seriously, but it is finding humor within some of uh. Okay, so behind the mask is parody, but it is not a spoof, you know, because you don't have right uh, like you don't have Leslie Vernon, uh, whatever, like getting into a fist fight with, uh, with Jason Voorhees trying to claim their territory. You know, like it's not. I, I feel like spoofs have that finger pointing moment, or you like point at the screen and be like, "Oh, I know that right." <laughs> right. Yeah. right. That, that for Leo gift ready. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, there's there, God. Robert's putting a lot of options uh, here in the chat. That yes, absolutely, murder by death, a thousand percent. Last action hero, oh, sweet. definitely. Yeah. So, so yeah, like parody includes a lot of that satire. It includes taking the original source material, but having fun with it, rather than taking that source material and making a joke out of it, uh, which is you know a lot more of what spoof uh, spoofs would be. Uh, Enchanted, Team America. The upcoming Disenchanted, which I'm actually really excited about. That looks like a lot of fun. I actually, I literally just watched Enchanted before we started recording. Like, literally watched the first movie to prep for Disenchanted because <clears throat> I had never seen the first one actually. It's, but yeah, uh, that's it's, it, yeah, it's a lot good. of fun. Um, all right, so tons of great options with parodies, and then with foreign horror, that was an audience pick, and Dan, you put that in the survey. So why did you add yeah. foreign horror? Because you, you fuckers didn't pick the whaling. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I did not realize oh, that you put foreign I'm, horror I'm, in there, Dan. I thought that was Nathan. The Somehow, some way, I am talking about the whaling. So, yeah, <laughs> that is very, very. But it, it, it is, it. It, it's a genre that almost any country can do really well, and there are vast differences between how each country does horror. You know, Japanese horror films are not the same as Eastern Euro European horror films. 
Um, you know, South American horror films are not the same as, you know, Spanish horror films, even though they share so much similarities. They're, they're different. Um, they really tell you horror films are a great way to get to know about a country yeah, and what their comes and what motivates them, what drives them. And most importantly, what it is they fear. Yeah. Cause uh, they, you know, whenever some horror reflects the, you know, society. So what a better way to get to know that society than by watching their horror films. Yeah. That like is Italian horror versus German. Damn horror. Good argument. Those are drastically different. And yeah. Ooh, yeah. Uh, so if foreign horror does end up making it to the end, um, I would put a, uh, a little caveat in terms of what counts as foreign. I would say no English language films. So no so English horror. Say what? For, foreign language horror. So, yeah. 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 So no, no like British films like or whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, that. no British horror, no Irish horror. Um, be, because the Brits afraid of everything. No so. Australian horror. <laughs> no Australian <laughs> horror. Be, because I feel like those have a lot more in common with American horror. Like they do feel a lot more westernized. Um, and also because like there are a few Irish horror films that I would put in there, but I know they wouldn't win. Like there, there's just no chance that, uh, that some of the Irish horror films that I'm thinking of would ever win against, uh, you know, like some, some really fucked up Italian giallo horror or, you know, don't some, be so sure. Don't be so sure. I'm not, it's not There's some damn good Irish horror out there. There is, which is why I would almost put that in its own category because I like what you were talking about with, you get to know a lot more about these different cultures, really looking at uh, the horror that's coming from them. And so I think doing again, if it advances, uh, and ends up being the thing that we cover using that as a way to really do some of those comparisons again, like uh, Irish horror or sorry, Italian horror versus Ukrainian horror versus uh, Vietnamese horror. Like, I feel like that would give us such a, a very diverse view of uh, of foreign horror. Whereas if we were doing Irish horror, it's like, let's just do an Irish horror punch out and just talk about some. <laughs> and I think that we should eventually, that, that would be, uh, Eric, you mentioned this uh, uh, either before we started or uh, right at the top of the episode where we take the theme and then just break it down. So yeah, like doing foreign horror where all 30 options that we put in the survey are just different countries of horror. And, and so like then each month it would just be, all right, we're covering this uh, country's horror movies and then this country's horror movies and then this country. I would almost want to do that for an entire year uh, worth of theme, but I know there's also so many other things that, uh, that we would want to discuss. Um, all right. Any additional thoughts about foreign horror versus parodies before we vote? Um, no, I think, uh, I think I'm ready to go. All right. Dan, are wait, you ready? Wait. I had it pulled up and then I clicked off of it. So, uh, all right. Uh, I am ready. Very excited about uh, what I'm about to do. It's going to be great. <laughs> all right. Video rack attack. Oh, 
shit. <laughs> Nathan and I, man, Nathan and I have a real strong alliance here. Uh, do you guys like my parody gif? Yeah, uh, I love it. It's very parody. I love it. It's a parody. I, people I, I used it. a gif of uh, from Airplane. Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing glue. And then Dan <laughs> just put foreign horror. Dan, I'm so sorry. <laughs> because we're just really crushing your crushing your spirit today. Well, I, I'm not so sure yet. I, I also put <laughs> he that. He will get his revenge. I also put that because uh, if if I had lost and the parodies did not win, then it would also have been uh, describing my uh, my sadness. All right, so parodies advances into round two, but don't worry, Dan. Foreign horror is also advancing because that was the top audience pick. <laughs> yeah, I had a feeling that's what it was. That in no way yep. shaped. Well, um, you hadn't, we, we had gone over every single audience <laughs> pick and you hadn't mentioned it yet. So I was I was I was I was hoping. I um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that that did not affect my vote. I really hated that those were the two that were going up against each other because y'all know how much I love horror, but also I was I'm shocked you did not vote for foreign horror. Here's First of all, I've been under the impression that you put that in this the entire time. So uh, no. the, Dan, Dan put, put it on the survey and it was the top audience pick. Here's the thing. I adore horror. You you know how much I love horror. I was also looking at uh, the the current themes, the, the seven that were moving into round two. And I was like, all right, what's going to give us the more diverse round two? Because here are the eight films or the eight themes moving into round two. Don Bluth, black and white films after black and white was out of fashion. Movies with great soundtracks. Martin Scorsese, Siege movies, top 100 women directed films, Roy Scheider. And I was like, all right, what is really going to make round two just like a holy shit? This has got everything and throwing in some really parody parodic throwing in some humor. Uh, I felt like really rounded it out. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, that is okay. that that is a, a hell of a round two that uh, <gasps> got. It sure is. It sure is. I'm. I'm so mad that I'm. I'm just. I can't believe my boy Sydney Lumet so, is, is gone. I can't believe. So uh, yeah, that like means losing that him all over again. <laughs> the four themes that did not come out of the skull: Sydney Lumet, Universal knockoffs, uh, uh, New York Sleaze, Who Done It, and New York Sleaze. Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh I'm just I'm just utterly devastated about Lumet and I'm pretty upset about who done it as well. I uh, I was hoping for and also worried that the last pairing was going to be New York Sleaze versus Univer- Universal Knockoffs because oh. I wouldn't have known which one to vote for. Those were two of the ones that I wanted the most. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it sounds to me like Sydney Lumet may not have had a chance of winning because nobody seems very excited about it as much as I am. Oh, least. I would have, I would have loved Sydney Lumet. I love Sydney Lumet films. I would have I, been so on board for that. I just think like Sydney Lumet to me is the ultimate like journeyman filmmaker. Like I'm so much more as much as I love 
you know, people like Scorsese, these auteur filmmakers. I'm, I think that I'm so much more drawn to like journeyman filmmakers, the kind of people who just like want to jump around between all different genres. And for me, Lumet is, is the epitome of that because he, you could argue that he's an auteur filmmaker, but I think that all of his movies are so different from one another. And he tackled so many different genres and, and he just has an, an unbelievable, his filmography is so stacked and, He's made so many classic films, but he also has a few like weird outlier. Like the dude made The Wiz in addition to like Dog Day Afternoon and 12 Angry Men and <laughs> Network and just like some of the greatest movies of all time. Um, I don't know. He's just he it just seems like someone who and he, of course, he wrote like the Bible on making movies, uh, made, literally <laughs> the title is making movies. And for as as great of a filmmaker as he was there, like you look at that book and so much of what he does is he's just such a practical filmmaker who didn't have any kind of like arrogance about himself you know he didn't see himself you know he was just like a very straightforward guy who like one of his filmmaking tips is like take a nap and eat snacks you know like he's just <laughs> such a practical guy and I, I don't know i just love that about him um and yeah just unbelievable i don't know i'm just i'm i'm still processing this my grief right now so i'm gonna i'm gonna let you guys take the look take the here, floor here's now. the thing we very clearly need to do a director centric uh, uh the theme where it's just again all 30 options are just very specific directors that we want to focus on that'd be fucking awesome <laughs> yeah that, i i now, really that would be a bloodbath i really want yeah. to do that um also i want to uh point out now now i'm thinking about this uh tom over here is saying that he really wants to hear someone talk about fail safe which would be fantastic which reminds me we can indirectly talk about face fail safe if we do parodies because we can get <laughs> dr strange love because that is a direct parody of well at least maybe not of fail safe the movie itself because they came out around the same time but of the say they, they come from the same source material he also said that lumet was the entire reason that uh he listened in tonight so oh my god sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. i'm so sorry tom i tried i tried i am i'm very very bummed out about <laughs> Look, this <clears throat> that it is it is all about the randomness and the chaos and you want to know what is even more heartbreaking eric the what? first one that I pulled out when I was getting those four remaining was the Met. So oh, yeah, yeah. literally the next one uh, would, would have been him. It'd be nice if somebody wanted to use some chaos cards to resurrect it. Or something. Uh, you need three to bring you one that three. didn't make it. Oh, you have to have three. I thought you had to have two. Yeah, okay. Three to pull one out. I guess I need to stop using those fucking things. <laughs> I know, right? You, you oh, used well. it on boats. Oh no! I'm, I mean, <laughs> sir, sir, don't. I don't understand why you're being so dismissive of boats right now. <laughs> dead calm. Just, no, just keep thinking no, about dead calm. No, look, keep listen, about listen. Rising. No, there, there are some amazing, uh, amazing movies that take place on boats, and I am very glad that you advanced it. But all of that heartfelt, like, uh, pour one out for Sydney Lumet. There's so many amazing movies that we could have been talking about. It's, it's heartbreaking. <sighs> like all of of that energy of like yeah you, you're sure you don't want to find a way to, to to bring that one back and it's like oh well what you use your chaos card on boats boats oh. <laughs> uh, i am yeah just boats the boat guy yep 
<laughs> so so yeah uh once again the the current standings after round one uh the top eight moving into the round of eight don bluth black and white soundtracks scorsese siege uh top 100 women directed films roy scheider and parody with boats and foreign horror advancing into the chaos bracket all right that's terrifying and i know right all right advancing on to round two here we go up first in round two we have once again don bluth leading the pack Mm -hmm. (laughs) let's see what uh dan is going to be voting for (laughs) <laughs> anything but <laughs> he's like fuck them dogs send them all to hell I don't care <laughs> <laughs> yeah. going up against black and white movies after black and white was in fashion Don Bluth never made any black and white movies did he I well, mean, before the before his doodles were colored I guess <laughs> <laughs> they were they started off they all started off black and white <laughs> so, i don't know were those scenes in Fievel goes west were those like in sepia toned or anything <laughs> there might have been a sepia tone in there so all all that i want to say uh because again we, you know once we get to round two we've already made a lot of our arguments for uh for each of the various themes um so typically round two and three do not take nearly as long uh typically we vote and then give some of our reasoning as to why we voted that way but there's one thing that i want to say before we vote uh-huh the blue theory <laughs> that's it i don't Which vote based on your puns though man i don't the blue theory <laughs> come on <laughs> if, if we were voting on great pun names that would still probably get voted out in the first round, but still. <laughs> if if you had fun saying United States of America, just just I think we're the only one that did. Well, I had so much fun. <laughs> just try saying Feblu Theory. Feblu Theory, yeah, it's fun. It is it's fun. I like it. Fun. I love it. It's. I want some more of it. All right. Ah, uh, any additional thoughts before we vote? Oh no, I'm I'm locked and loaded. Are you sure, Dan? Are you ready to vote? Yep. Uh, it's like I've been ready since before this fucking thing started. He's, he's like, as soon as you just said Dot Bluth, I just went ahead and typed in the other one. <laughs> <laughs> so let's. That's uh, all up to me, fellas. <clears throat> That's what it, I'm thinking is about to happen. Uh, I, I need to find an appropriate GIF because uh, be, because why not? Um, but I can't. Oh, I'll just nope 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 nope. I thought of it. Um, I love that we're stalling for for a, a moving image. Yep. <laughs> good 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 podcasting. After midnight, let's let's wait for that moving image. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Video rack attack. Well, uh, what the fuck did you just post, Nathan? I don't even understand what that's supposed to be. Oh, is this the is this an image from the black and white music video? 
or black or white <laughs> music video. Yes, it is. Wow. Is that what it is? Oh, that's kind of amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, it, <laughs> so since Nathan did not <laughs> vote for that one took minutes. <laughs> Since uh, Nathan did not vote for Don Bluth, I think it's pretty clear here that Black and White has yeah. uh, trounced Mr. Bluth. Uh, it's funny yeah. that you were arguing for it while also voting against it. That's, that's great. Yeah. You just accepted well, I, your. I was there. lobbying hard for the fuck you, Fievel vote. Uh, <laughs> fuck you, Fievel. <laughs> that was one of the deleted songs. Yes. <laughs> it's it's sung to the tune of Cheer Up Charlie from Willy Wonka. <clears throat> Fuck you, five Okay. So uh so yes, that was uh Michael Jackson's black or white uh very funny. Good job, Nathan. I think Dan's got the man who wasn't there. Is that what we got going on here? Yeah, and yep. I got Dante oh, from Clerk saying in a row <laughs> just one of the greatest punchlines of all time. Uh, no, it's actually not. It's not Dante is not saying in a row. It's the other guy. Yeah, Dante says my girlfriend's like thirty-seven days, <laughs> and the guy says in a row. <laughs> uh, uh, <clears throat> All right, it's next up. Sorry. Yes, I was going to say I'm very very sorry to Robert, who seems to be very much on the Bluth train here. He's got some pictures of uh, from Arrested Development of Fievel here. Oh, Fievel's Fievel's very disappointed. Fievel so is sorry, very Fievel. sad. I am very good. sad that Don Bluth did not advance. We will find a way. Maybe I'll just have Robert on, and we'll just do an episode <laughs> on... You'll do uh, your cell phone side podcast on we'll, Don Bluth. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do our Bluth cast. Love it. All right. Um, it, we, we could use wireless uh, headphones, and it would be all over Bluth tooth. Okay. So... Uh, <laughs> 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 we have... I would love to talk to Titan A.E. Uh, <clears throat> next up, we have movies with great soundtracks. Going <laughs> up uh, <clears throat> against Roy Scheider. Mm. Mm. Mm, interesting. Yeah, these are these are kind of tough because like these are very different. Um Sorry, I just saw a gif that just stopped me in my fucking tracks <laughs> <laughs> that I will probably be deploying. Um, yeah, th these are very different, you know, like these are not, these are barely, I'm trying to even think of Roy Scheider has like a great soundtrack movie. I mean, all that jazz, I guess, but. But we already said we're not going to yeah, use musicals. Yeah, it's not quite what we're looking for there. Um, oh, guys. Is this a tough one for you guys? This is just it's it, it, it's a tough one because of how different they are. <laughs> yeah, and so difficult to compare. Right, like if this was a little bit later, you know, if if this was like picks five and six or seven and eight, and I had the rest of all right, what else? Uh, what else is one? And had a little bit better sense of what else was advancing. That would be an easier decision. <laughs> Uh, also, for the first time in a while, the uh, the eight winners from the round of 16 are the only eight in the round of eight. So we don't have to worry about one mm -hmm. of those getting knocked out. Right. Yeah. That's so good. that's that, that's Happy good. That. Um, oh, damn it, Robert. So. <laughs> all right. So, I love you, Robert. so Don Bluth and black and white uh, were round one soundtracks and Roy Scheider. Or, sorry. Uh, the, the first pairing, the second one. So that means. <laughs> that the 
other four movies or other four themes, sorry, that are still in there are parody, top 100 uh, women directed films, Siege, and Scorsese. Yep. All right. I'm ready on this one. I am ready. I think that I am ready too. And so let me find. Uh, I, I can't think of a good one to use. So I'll <laughs> just, just, you just type this. it in, you know. Where's the fun of that? All right. Video Rack Attack. All right. Uh, oh, man. man. I'm so sad for Dan. What the, what the fuck is the do the Bart man? Like, what movie is that? It's Bart listening to music, I guess. So, so Nathan and I are aligned on our soundtracks. I'm I actually got, okay with that loss, I, considering that was one I wanted in the first place. Yeah, so I, just, I genuinely thought you were going to vote for soundtrack, so I was trying to give you a, a clean sweep there, but uh, you voted for yeah. Roy Scheider, which, uh, oh man, it's it's great. Uh, I want to point out that Robert uh, ruined my gift because he posted <laughs> the gift that stopped me on my tracks earlier, which is uh, just the words, I'm a slut for the Shrek soundtrack. <laughs> which is what I was going to use, but instead I went with Penny Lane saying we're here because of the music. Uh, so that's good too, though. So but yeah, so soundtracks is advancing. That's my, my reasoning for voting soundtracks over Roy Scheider. I really want to talk about all of Roy Scheider's movies, and I would love for us to do a Scheider theme. <laughs> the, the other ones that that we've got left, um, except for parody, feel a little bit more heavy and dark and the fact that uh, e even Don Bluth and black and white films yeah there are some black and white comedies uh, you know clerks but most of those are either action or drama or horror or and so it's like you know what maybe having something a little bit lighter around the holidays would be good I like and, it. and I feel like yeah a soundtracks theme would just be fun you know mm -hmm. it would be uh I mean, you could go super dark with it. You could throw some like, uh, you know, Royal Ten Bombs in there, which, mm, or what? Sure, you know, sure. which I guess that's not a super dark movie. But. We could we could go dark with it, but uh, it felt like it would be a little bit more fun. Um, and yeah, m maybe not quite as much of the analysis as we typically give. It, which is the same reason that we typically don't cover as many comedies because it's so subjective, and it's just like here's why I thought it was funny. Um, but again, sometimes just having something light is uh, is nice. Yeah. And who knows what's going to happen right. next? All right. Ready. R.I.P. to Sorcerer and uh, all that jazz once again. <laughs> Look, we'll, we'll cover Shider eventually. There's so many. One of the uh, one of the themes or one of the uh, one of the surveys just needs to be the various lost themes that like. Well, obviously, we're going to come back to it just to force us to come back to the ones that we wanted to cover. All right. Next up, we have top 100 women directed films versus siege movies. Mm. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't even uh, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> these are no, it's another one where it's like these are so. Uh, I guess they're not that. I mean, there there's some that could. I don't even know what a crossover film would be. I mean, Detroit's kind of a siege movie. 
Um, yeah, I I think we can just go straight into into this one unless you guys have anything you want to add. I am ready to vote. All right, uh, as am I. Video rack attack. Oh man, Dan, thank you. Finally, Dan gets a win, and it's in alignment <laughs> with me. We're going with girl power. Uh, we got we got Beyonce here and the Spice Girls teaming up and defeating Steven Seagal. <laughs> but I love that I love that they all think they've got, like they all have the same dance move going on. <laughs> they really does look like they're all, they're all dancing. It's wow. uh, so even including Steven Seagal, he's in on the action. Yeah. Uh, when I typed in Under Siege, um, one of the other gifts that I almost went with was the stripper bursting out of the uh, 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 cake. I was like, no, um, no, I'll that not could be confusing. use that. <laughs> right. When you, by the way, if you just type in girls into the GIF uh, thing, you get some. Uh, Please some, don't ever uh, use just some the first thing that you find. Yeah. Very much uh, objectifying <laughs> some of these women. <laughs> um, but, you know. All right, sweet. I'm very excited about this. This is good. All good. Now I have a very important decision to make. Do I use a card for siege movies? I because I can't take any more heartbreak, Nathan. Because if I advance it into the uh, if I advance it into round three for the final four, that means one of them is getting knocked out, and the, the last pairing in, uh, in round two is obviously <laughs> going to be parody versus Scorsese. So in the in the final four, we'll have black and white soundtracks 100 women and we all know what's gonna uh, happen next and so if i put in siege movies would it win it obviously wouldn't win against 100 women uh <laughs> I, I don't think that it would win against black and white i don't know how it would fare against soundtracks and that's if it even comes out and it would have to knock something else out completely yeah. in the round of four. Yeah. If I, mean, I ad- can- if I advance it into the chaos bracket, that means that we would have boats, foreign horror. <laughs> <laughs> boats, uh, foreign horror and siege movies. And and Eric, I know that you're really standing for boats, and I know that uh, Dan really wants to do some whaling. So I don't know if Siege movies would win against but, either but of those. I don't want any whaling on the boat. That's a thing. Yeah, we, <laughs> <laughs> that's a different type of whaling. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't want to let Siege movies die, but I honestly have a hard time picturing them winning against the remaining options so you're not going to put up a stand you're not gonna you're not gonna do a last stand against the other themes here you're just giving up you're gonna let the siege of these other films just demolish your siege movies? I'm, I'm also trying to think about whether or not i want three chaos cards for december it's very much not in the uh mm. spirit of siege movies to just give in nathan i know but i'm also trying to think do i want three chaos cards for december which could be huge because yeah, because That's why I haven't chaos card yet. Cause I'm like, I need to start saving them up again. <laughs> God, uh, because December is going to be from the final four 
So uh, in, in the final four, whichever two win, then it's going to be one of those two that we cover in December. Yep. I I can't let Siege movies die. So I'm going to use a chaos card. Oh shit! What are you doing? Nathan? Oh, where are you? Put, where are you it. putting it? I. Where are you putting mm. this? Oh god! What have you done? It's made a bad decision. I mean, you can take it back. Nope. You I'm haven't putting, told us where you're putting it yet. So. I, I'm shoving it right up around three into the final four. Oh, God. Oh, that's man. Cool. Okay. All right. All right. That's fine. If, that's fine. If waste, if, a, waste a chaos card, man. Wow. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, well, we'll see. No, we'll see. Waste, we'll see. It's not, for me, it's not beating anything that's left. Even both. <laughs> so. Even. Oh, you got to put in the chaos bracket because, because I know that it would have been a waste to go into the chaos bracket. Damn it. Yeah, it's a waste in any bracket, man. Oh, damn it. it damn depending it, damn it, damn it. on what it knocks out. Okay, well, I'm about to use my inhaler. <laughs> We've reached that point. There wasn't the enough drama. Oh. So, yeah, uh, last up in, in round two, we have parodies up against Scorsese. Which I'm actually struggling with a little bit. Um, I mean... Uh, yes. I don't know, guys, this is, they're, they're, again, another one that's just very different. And uh, I'm just trying to like map out how this will work. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, all right, I am going to go with my gut. I'm good to go. All right. I'm ready as well. Video. Okay. Um, yeah, yes. Are you, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. You sure? Yeah. All right. All set. Video rack attack. Okay. All right. Sweet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dan and Eric once mm. again are aligned. And Nathan has been. Shut out. Oh, we're aligned on Martin Scorsese, by the way. Yeah. Uh, we're, we are uh, proud purveyors of cinema. Mm-hmm. And according to Martin Scorsese, parodies are not cinema. That just kidding. Oh, totally, uh, totally kidding. Just so you guys know, Tom's laptop's starting to die. So he, he's, as you put it, he's just going to go to bed, put on network, and cry himself to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a great decision. I, man, I got to watch. I want to watch network. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm all so, right. You, you're reopening this wound once again. Uh, that's okay. All I right. don't know what you're talking about. Love you, Marty. Love you, Sydney. All right, we also love you, Mel, but. Uh, I guess you're out. I'm sorry. All right. So, first up in the final four, feeling a little tense. I want to know what's happening. I'm not happy as what's happening. 
Because I already know what's going to happen as we uh-huh. have black and white movies and siege movies. Oh, God, Nathan. You what, motherfucker. what have you done? <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> I can't. Wasted. It's, wasted. I, it's the drama that I love of one of the final four is not making it. So either movies with great soundtracks. I hope, I hope women directors gets knocked out. It doesn't even get pulled and we get fucking boycotted. And we will throw you, and we will throw you under the bus, man. I was 100% going to say like if, if anyone votes against women directors then I'm Eric and I will be like we were this. both going to vote that into the final two but and, you know Nathan ruined it. <laughs> oh boy, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty upset about this right now. Um, I'm I'm mm, God bless America. <sighs> Nathan, Nathan, we love you, but my God, <laughs> what? You know you love the drama. I don't. No, I don't. Like I, I, I hate it so much. What the fuck is that? Sorry, I'm just pulling, looking at looking at some. Uh, that's yes. some gifts here. All right, no, no, no we're. I, I let's just. I'm. Uh, yeah. Yes. We ready? We ready? Ready. All right. Video rack attack. Uh yeah. So of course, black and white has uh, <laughs> defeated siege movies. Who could have seen this coming? Uh, I am really. Uh, that was a uh, quite a stab to the heart for you to use a gift from Green Room, though, Nathan, because. Uh, I love green room, but uh, look, I'm I'm, I'm pretty siege movies aren't dead because they're still in the chaos bracket because there were only two from the chaos. So the two losers from the final. No, 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 no. Yes. When when the chaos bracket, we use the two. Oh, that's right. We use the two losers. We use we use the two losers. We only knock (laughs) out the two losers from final four. If there are three, like we, we can have four options. I just don't put five options in. Yeah, Nathan, That's if right. you fucked me out of all of the themes that I wanted for this, I'm going to be fuck. I'm going to be furious with you. I am so like of it's all the not, ones in the final four. To be perfectly honest with you, black and white movies was the one that I was least interested in. <laughs> like absolutely last pick for me, and now it is the winner. Look, yeah, it would have been my last pick as well. It's not me. It's the chaos. Oh fuck off! No, no, no! It's you. Fuck off with that! <laughs> with that chaos! It's you. Lack of accountability. Yeah. Embrace. Just own it, man. Own it. You did it. Own it. Yep. <laughs> Embrace God, the this chaos. Is fucking, this is shock treatment all over again. Yep. I honestly, uh, I almost used a shock treatment gif. <laughs> that would have been pretty funny. I guess Shark Treatment would be... But the two of you still haven't uh, seen that fucking no, movie, so you wouldn't have gotten the gift. All right. Well, now we'll never watch it because we're so mad at you. I, <laughs> I don't understand all of just, like, the, the hate and spite. <laughs> <laughs> because you... We had a really good Final Four all set. Things were going great. I, Everything was fine. I show you two nothing but love and adoration after like damn near every single podcast i'm like hey i really appreciate the two of you like <laughs> you have reinvigorated my love of cinema and like things just it's 
it's but the, then the podcast... you make us vote for our least favorite choice. <laughs> I'm going to when we Look, do this black and white thing. I'm picking here's, only here's the like thing. the most art house bullshit I can find. <laughs> I can. Like, I don't do anything. All this spanking the monkey. All sixteen of my choices. <laughs> 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 I do nothing on this podcast out of spite. Also, well, good for you. Also, Eric, you were goading me on to use my chaos card, so you are even more to blame yeah. for this. Because oh, when, I was, well, oh, when well, I was looking at it, I was like, "There's you, no you way did that, kind of you did." There was well, no way I that mean, Siege movies was going I'm to win. I feel the only one who's blameless here. Honestly, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I was, I was looking at the final four and the chaos bracket. I was like, "Siege movies aren't going to win. It's not going to win. They, there's no way that they're going to win. What could they possibly win against?" So, no. Listen, <clears throat> no. The only thing that will make this worth it is if Siege movies goes up against boat movies in the chaos bracket. That's, Look, that's going to be. I don't do anything on the podcast out of spite. So I don't know where both of you, with your dark, evil, soulless hearts, uh, have decided <laughs> that you are going to hold grudges. Because you are the Loki of the goddamn podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Look, it's not me. It's the chaos. All right. He doesn't um, do anything out of spite. He just is spite. Like we yeah. just. <laughs> it's just natural. It just comes natural. Yeah. It's okay. I I absolutely do things out of spite. So uh, yes, I, I know I, that I, you I fully do. Embrace that. I do nothing out of spite. I show nothing but love on this podcast. Yes. All right. All right. Yeah. Let's move on. The let's final pairing in the final Jesus four. Christ. I already pulled them is Martin Scorsese versus top 100 women directors. Uh, okay. Um, this, uh, you knock yeah. out fucking soundtracks with Spade. I'm God. sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, sorry. will not make miss Penny lane feel any better. Uh, yeah, man. Oh my God. Almost famous. One of the greatest <laughs> movies ever made, you know, like, uh, just, I've been I've been dying I, to watch this bootleg cut of the movie I just, that I, like the, the I just, director's okay, cut. But, but before we move I, on, hold on. I just want to highlight uh, a couple of the comments in the chat uh, that I, I wish that I had the immediate context of when they were said to know exactly what they were in response for. But in all caps, then vote for Siege, you fuck, and <laughs> you voted for black and white out of spite. I knew it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah 100%. 100%. No. Uh I mean there're definitely good movies in there but uh yeah, I love siege movies too. I don't know, maybe I'm uh-huh. a mistake. Whatever. Who cares? All right. So, <laughs> it's over. It's Obviously all you care. Martin Scorsese versus uh, top 100 women directed films. Reminder, the loser of this uh, pairing is going to go into the chaos bracket which currently has siege movies, uh, boats, and foreign horror. Uh, yep. Okay. Are the two of you ready to vote? I am ready. Ready. All right. Video rack attack. Okay, well, it appears that uh, Dan is the only sexist one on the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. Nathan and I are an alliance here. Uh, girls over Marty. Uh, ladies before Scorsese's. Uh, nice. Uh, 
very excited about this. I am also excited that Scorsese has the potential to be resurrected, but also sad that he has to go up against boats. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't even know what to think boats. about any of this shit anymore. I swear to God, if <laughs> I can teach me. I don't know. I love this. Anyway, happy about what's happened here. This is good. I don't know. I don't understand the hate. I show nothing but love and enjoyment on this podcast. Uh, so Good for you. So yes, the two themes that we are definitely covering, black and white movies after black and white was out of fashion, and top 100 women-directed films. Uh, so now we vote on which one we want to... Uh, n- now we vote on the two of these. The so which winner, one, will, one will be December and one will be February. February. Right. So the winner is February. Because we do, you know, save the best for last. Uh, okay. W- whether or not it's actually the best, uh, we're just kind of using that as, all right, the winner's the one that we cover uh, last. So, <clears throat> so, yeah, the winner is February. The loser will be December. Okay. Um, interesting. I'm actually... Um, okay. Wait, losers yep. which month again? December. Loser, loser is December. Losers December. Yes. So okay. winner is the winner February. is February. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah, this is actually. I, I think this is an easy one for me. All right. All right. Uh. Okay. Sure, I'll go with this one. All right, video rack attack. Women, <laughs> ladies in February, full clean sweep. By the way, uh, yeah, good stuff. I uh, isn't Fe- February's Women in Horror Month, right? Yes. Yeah, that's that's exactly why I did it. Okay, cool. Yep. Sweet. And then black and white's a good one for December because December's snowy and dark. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That is exactly so, yeah. what I was thinking. Great, love it. All right. Cozy, lots of good cozy black and white movies. Lots of long ones. Uh. Yeah, I can't wait to just like in celebrate Christmas with uh, you know, Nazis and the Holocaust and stuff and yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Why must you do things out of spite? <clears throat> I'm, uh, listen, I did it out of spite, but there's some great shit in there. Also, this is a this is your category. I'd like to point out black and white no, movies. No, no, no. I'm, I'm you saying did. you're the one going like, yeah, let's find the most brutal and uh depressing movies hey there's some fun stuff in in boats <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of fun stuff in boats all right so we will be covering uh black and white movies after black and white was out of fashion in december and then we will be covering top 100 women directed films in february and now we have our chaos bracket which is, I think I'm going to just start calling the hate bracket because uh, Eric and Dan obviously vote out of nothing but and, and vitriol uh, while I am trying to vote with fun. Look, and, we take movies seriously. Yes, uh, you also take yourself too seriously. All right, so here are the four <laughs> picks in the chaos bracket. Boats, foreign horror, uh, siege movies, and Martin Scorsese. I hate that they're four. 
Yep. I also hate that we're not getting uh, boat movies in February because <laughs> that's when Titanic is being re-released in theaters. <laughs> well, if it wins, it's being covered in January, and so it can be, uh, you know, whatever we cover towards the end as a lead up to uh, as a lead up to it. All right. I'm gonna say Damn. that Kate Winslet ghost directed Titanic. Well, James Cameron would probably say he's also the greatest female director of all time. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, that's, that's good stuff. Yep, yep. yep. I can totally see it. All right, Dan. We've got one, two, three, four, four. three. Three. All right. That yeah. is three. Let me try to set that down so that okay, there we go. Uh Eric, one, two, three. I will go with three again. All right. So those two go up there. So that y'all know there's no shenanigans going on. Making sure that you don't think that I'm trying to rig any sort of elections. Uh all right. So both of you already uh are going to be happy as Scorsese is the first one and he Ooh. is going to go up against foreign horror Fuck! <laughs> oh i was so close at least it's not siege movies right no i wanted siege movies to go up against fucking boats nathan i already told you this <laughs> so that you can vote against it one God. more time damn it oh Okay, can we say that uh, um, <laughs> would Titanic count as foreign horror? <laughs> no. Or would it count as uh, did Martin Scorsese direct some scenes in that movie? No. <laughs> that would have been better if he did. <laughs> oh, yes. My, oh my god. You guys suck. I hate you so much. <laughs> Alright, which one can I vote for out of spite? <laughs> Ah, uh, okay. All right. Um, yep, 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 yep. Okay, we are good to go. Um, I'm <sighs> fucking siege movies didn't win. Siegen's greetings, guys. Siegen's greetings. We could have had rocking around the Christmas tree. That's very true. Uh, yeah, if great sense. soundtracks which never lost a single thing that would have been involved. <laughs> great soundtracks. Uh, yeah, Jesus. Lord. It's your fault, Eric. All right. It is absolutely not my fault. Cool. <laughs> so. <sighs> okay, yeah. Oh, shit. What am I doing? I clicked the wrong thing. I All don't right. know what you're doing. I... Okay, I am. Uh, I'm. I'm getting ready to go. I'm almost there. Are, are you ready? Uh, yeah. Let's. Uh, let's. Let's do it. All right, Dan, are you ready? Ready. All right, video rack attack. What? What are you? Oh, there's <laughs> a foreign horror film. Okay, yeah, foreign horror wins it beat martin scorsese which i i, I hate that, I, that. I fucking hate that i had to vote against marty <sighs> look at this gif of martin, martin scorsese holding out his <laughs> oscar i know look at it just look at 
Because we talk about horror so fucking much on this podcast. Jesus Christ. As usual with Scorsese, he was robbed again. (laughs) He's always robbed. Oh, my God. I just, I don't know what went wrong here. I do. I can. I, I can point out where it went wrong. I mean, look. I, I got. I got my ladies. I got. I got my my women directed films. So I can't be all mad. But uh, man, of course, if he had gone against black and white, I'm just saying things would have been different. Sure, would be different. Yeah. Uh, women. February seems so far away now. <laughs> Did James Cameron ever do a black and white cut of Titanic? Hey, look, look. There's, here's something that I want to point out. Even though the two of you kind of being dicks about siege movies and uh, <laughs> kind just, of, even though both of you are being total dicks about siege <sighs> movies and really playing up the hate, I want to point out that um, once again, we have a very balanced and, and uh, unique lineup. So in December, we're going to be covering black and white movies. Then we're going to go to foreign horror. Yes, we cover a lot of horror movies, but how many foreign horror movies have we actually covered? And then a top 100 women directed films. So we've got some variety coming up. Also, I want to point out that these three themes, um, one from each of us. So Dan put on foreign horror in the survey. Eric put in top uh-huh. 100 women directed films and I put in black and white. So even though these might not necessarily be the ones that we really wanted to win, <laughs> and if we had just like picked a theme, it would have probably been siege <laughs> boats and Scorsese. Um, uh-huh. It still is, I think a, a good representation of the variety of types of films that, that we all love the types of films that we all want to cover. Yeah. That's fine. Again, every single theme that we put out on the survey, I wanted to cover. There, there was nothing yep. that I was like, oh, man, why'd you put on that on there? It was like, I, yeah, I, I really want all of these. So, well, and Dan inches closer to getting his revenge for us not getting the whaling into the <laughs> South Korean thing. So, uh, and I, the whaling will lift right again. I inch ever closer to quitting the podcast because I'm never going to get to talk about Titanic, one of the greatest movies ever made, maybe in March. Oh, wait. Don't worry, Robert. There's a spot opening up that you can finally join the podcast and we can boot Eric off. <laughs> yeah. Take him overboard. Uh, and Dan, foreign horror is in January. So you are carrying over a chaos card from tonight, which means if you do not use oh, one yeah. in December, you will have three by the time we get to January. Oh, I, I, I have already made that assumption, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can't wait to... Uh, I'm going to puppet master that draft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dan's like, I don't care about any of these. Well, you know, at least maybe that means I can get some cool black and white movies. Dan mean, really like Dan's got to put on The Wailing and then like nine other of the shittiest horror movies that he can think of. It's like, <laughs> nope, there is no way these are going to win. <laughs> So that we are forced to, uh, to not yeah. put them in there, or are those going to be the it's ones? All of the it's all of the ring and the grudge sequels. <laughs> yeah, specifically just the se- like you don't put the regular, yeah, like the originals. You just yeah, yeah, yeah uh, putting in uh, the um, the ring versus the grudge uh, was that Kayako versus uh, I forget the uh, the, the Amika the, or something. 
Sadako. Oh, I don't know. What yeah, so Kayako are. versus Sadako is basically the ring versus the grudge. Um, yeah. It is interesting. Also, the ending kind of falls apart completely. Um, so so yeah, <coughs> that <laughs> I'm looking forward to to January. Well, oh, good for you. That's great, man. Man, it's crazy. This the black and white uh, option has a lot of uh, women directed films. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, Ed Wood. It's cool. Did Cameron ever put out a um um uh a thing, a black and white version of Titanic? No. Oh, I'm not talking you, to you right now, Nathan. Good. Hey Dan, you know what else is gonna be eligible for black and white? Dead men don't wear plaid. Oh, <gasps> oh <laughs> fuck yes. Yeah. I love that movie. <laughs> That would, have been, that, would have been, that would have been eligible for parodies, too. Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, you get Wings of Desire in there. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at all the... Like, Lahane. Yeah, I, Black and White's actually going to be a really fucking good month. The White Ribbon, Francis Ha. You can yeah, put... I'm, I'm going to make uh, this the, work the out. Mist back on Real there. Good. Clerks. Cold War, Roma. Fuck Mank. No, <laughs> I, I swear to God, if somebody puts Mank on this list, I'm going to quit. <laughs> Look, you're, you're just feeding us the, uh, the the ammo that we need here, buddy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, man. All right. That was... Uh, I put in Raging Bull. Well, is Raging, well, I guess Raging Bull count. Yeah, it's post. Well, we can get some Marty in there. Still. Yeah. Well, this was a, a very... It's a good Christmas movie, Raging Bull. Th- this was a very, very happy and very cordial and uh, I feel like mostly <laughs> loving uh, theme punch out. Except for Dan, where the very first round, he was like, all right, fuck y'all. Uh, and then in the last round, where Eric goaded me into using my chaos card and then instantly uh, started just, just hating on yeah. everything. He had some buyer's remorse there rather quickly. <laughs> well, I didn't think he'd actually do it, so whatever. Dude, how long have you known me? <laughs> you can't get mad at the scorpion for being a scorpion, man. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he is a scorpion i'm a frog mm-hmm. yeah yeah oh whatever. my god all right yeah i am i am super excited yeah. about our upcoming themes and i uh, can't wait for us to start putting together that survey for black and white so that we can do this all over again with even more heartache <laughs> <sighs> look <clears throat> you might hate the drama as it's happening but once we get to the end, you can't deny <clears throat> we we got to where we needed to be. Like mm-hmm. it, it's it, you know, even though this is still there will very be recent, good film. Yeah, there will be some great films that we talk about. Of course, of course, yeah. No, I mean, look, it, I I love doing this podcast. I like to be mad about stuff sometimes. I mean, I don't really like it, but uh, you know, it's fun. That's that's the drama. It's great. You know, I don't whatever. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. I'm just. <laughs> It's okay. I got I got one of the things I really wanted, so everything's fine. This is the whole point of it. Compromise and all that shit, whatever. <laughs> I really just want to get my way. I'm just a child is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I want to get all of my choices on there. Dude, do you realize how many hate picks you all have made of the choices that I've put in and made very passionate pleas for 
and you're all just like, uh, yep, not even listening. We've we've already put in our gifts. Not just <laughs> not even in one ear, out the other. No, yep. I'm, I'm excited. Like, I'm, I'm like Lloyd I'm, Bridges flossing his brain with the uh, with the handkerchief. You're just like, uh huh, yep, totally not listening. That's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, hundred percent. All I'm, right. I'm trying to. We're gonna have to figure out the black and white cutoff. It it, it will have to be all right. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll figure this out. Um, you know, uh, post episode. But obviously, there was a, a there there was a window when color movies started uh, being a lot more popular. You know, like oh, we we figured out how to make uh, colorized movies. So, you know, like obviously, Wizard of Oz wouldn't be able to count because well, for one, it's in color. Um, but, but it's not going to be like around the time where movies went from black and white to color because there was still yeah. a lot of carryover <laughs> of, you know, like some, uh, some studios thinking that color films weren't going to catch on and the same way that, you know, the, some studios thought that talkies weren't ever going to work. Uh, they're like how people, people don't actually want to hear the actors. So, so, so yeah, there was definitely a window where, uh, color films were available, but black and white was still very much part of the way that movies were, were made uh, again maybe it was because studios didn't think that it was really going to catch on maybe it was smaller studios that couldn't quite afford it maybe it was uh, studios when they made uh, when they filmed everything in color they were like oh this looks terrible we can't do this so it has to be after a certain point where it was like no one makes black and white movies anymore you know it, it has to be past that point to where it then once again starts yeah, being, yeah no one makes black and white so we've made a black and white movie. Um, definitely, definitely, definitely eighties on. Yeah, definitely seventies is mostly not black and white, but there's still enough thrown in there. I don't know, maybe just after seventy nine or something. See, I th- there were even sixties. Like when I think sixties, I don't think black and white. 50s, I definitely still think black and white. Um, so it, it might even be as early as, you know, like mid-60s uh, of, of when things, when black and white was out of fashion. I don't know. We'll figure that out uh, at some point. Um, be, because, yeah, like even that It might not even area, be a big, uh, an issue. Uh-huh. The movies I'm thinking of picking are probably not going to be that. Yeah, I mean, most area. of what we're going to pick is going to be later stuff anyways. Um you know, most of what we pick, it's probably going to be 80s or later, just yeah. because. Um, but yeah, art house films from the late 60s and 70s, where, you know, like that's not a, a normal decision, but they were very specifically going for, no, this is cinema. Those would still be eligible, I think. <laughs> we'll, we'll just have to figure out sure. to cut uh, or cut off at some point. That point not being right now because it's late and we all want to go to sleep. All right, yes. so let's close things out. Dan, where do you want to people find you? That's not how I, words work. <laughs> on Twitter at, uh, from HBO to Front Row. And Eric, where can people find you spewing your hate? Um, on Twitter, which is the best place to spew hate, um, at the Chimerican, T-H-E-C-H-I-M-E-R-I-C-A-N. I'm also on Instagram at Chimerican Reviews, and on Letterboxd, uh, watching Titanic and logging it over and over again, <laughs> at Eric J-A-Y. 
And you can follow me slash the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd at Video Monster Pod. You can also follow me personally on Letterboxd at The Gargoyle. That's G-A-R-G-Y-L-E because it is a gargoyle wearing an Argyle sweater. And that's where you can see it that I've logged shock treatment like six times this year uh, because it's fun and also maybe a little bit of spite. Um, so, so yeah, follow us um, on, on the socials. And Eric, if people yep. enjoyed this episode, what should they do? They should think, like maybe do something else with their lives. I don't know, man. Who <laughs> um, just kidding. I have a great time with this. I'm playing up the drama because that's what we do to make it fun. Uh, yeah, you should uh, go give us some good reviews. Like, give us some five star reviews, and uh, you know, post things that are nice about us, and tell your friends about us, and share things, and uh, spread nice. the love of video monsters. <laughs> yeah, the love that's very obviously been present over the last fifteen minutes. Uh, <laughs> Be, I love be, you all very dearly. That's be nicer I to us you. than we are to ourselves <laughs> is what Eric is saying. Yes, yes. Um, it, I, listen, I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you this: if you start giving, if we start getting more listeners, and I start getting more five star reviews, I promise to be a nicer person. How about that? <laughs> what if people hate, or what if people love the hate? They're like, oh no, well, we love you, the drama. Okay, well, then just one-stars. leave us a five star review and tell us that you love the hate, and I will pump it up. I'll just shit on everything. That then then we'll go with that. Yeah, I'm I'm a man of the people. I give the people what they want. Sure you do. And uh Dan. We are gonna be giving the people what they want in January. Uh but why else should they keep coming back? Uh they should keep coming back because we still have to do our Korean episodes this month on Parasite and the Handmaiden. And then, of course, they can come back in December for our black and white films. <laughs> Where we are going to. I, I have a feeling that we're just going to pick some terrible picks just no, to argue no, no, about no. them. I'm picking nothing but like dynamite classics. Sure. I'm already making I'm literally making my list right now as we speak. Dude, focus. Get to the end of the podcast first. Folks, I'm focused. I'm good. I'm I'm extra focused. Yeah, sure. Uh, and if you enjoyed this episode and you want to listen in live, be sure to follow us in Discord. Um, the link is in the episode description. Just scroll down wherever you're listening to this. Click on that link and come join us. We record usually every Tuesday night at around 9 or 9.30. Uh, that depends, obviously, a little bit on you know, our, our actual responsibilities as real people, uh, especially with having kids that don't always love to sleep. Um, but yeah, we try to record Tuesday nights at 9, 9.30ish, and you can listen in live and be a part of the conversation, especially when we do these popcorn punch-outs where you can really, um, r- really add to the drama and tell Eric why he makes terrible, terrible decisions and congratulate me and Dan. Yeah, you say that you do nothing picks. out of spite and hate, but yet you're just like shitting all <laughs> over me the, for the whole last half of this episode. This is all your fault, Eric. Everything sucks because of you. Tell, tell Eric why he makes bad decisions. <laughs> Look, it is very much I'm rubber, you're glue. It's clear that you're trying to get me to quit so that way you can replace me. No, no, no. Come and join us and and tell Eric why he's good too. Uh, and and seriously, uh, guys, I, I do love both of you. You really make the podcast something special. It wouldn't be the same without both of you. We wouldn't even be doing these popcorn punch outs were it not for Dan and his uh, March Madness. So, 
you know, when, when you're the first, the first round of foreign horror. <laughs> so when you really think about it, it's all Dan's fault. Uh, no, the, the, I, I adore uh, doing this podcast with both of you. You, you. you brighten up my weeknights when I should be sleeping. I get to argue about movies instead, and I love it. Uh, and yep. you also can be a part of this video, Monsters Love, by joining us in Discord and being a part of the conversation throughout the week, being a part of the discussion during our, uh, during our live recordings. And um, yeah, we, we, we've got some great themes coming up with movies that we don't know what we're going to pick yet, but we're sure going to argue about it and it's going to be fun. <laughs> All right. Sure is. That's been it for this episode of Video Monsters, where we take movies seriously, but not ourselves. Good night, everybody. And good luck. Mm -hmm. Which is a black and white movie. It it is.